Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we will be bringing in a guest host to rank our favorite movies from a certain year. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy the show. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of all of these movies. Here we go again. We are back with our year in review, and we're finally getting caught up. Because all the movies that we wanted to see have been released. So we are looking at 2021. Which again was kind of an odd box office year. Yeah, it's still movies, pandemic affected. Movies were getting released in theaters, but, but there's just in a lot. certain areas people weren't going. And it's also just a, a lot, lot of mine didn't Netflix have Netflix. A lot of mine didn't have budgets. Yeah, yeah I mean. I had trouble finding a couple for sure. I think so. I've, got, I've got like four or five that don't have budgets that I could find. I didn't look too hard either, just to be honest. But yeah, if IMDb didn't have it, then I don't know where else I would have looked. Right. But yeah, I mean, there were a lot of movies that got dropped directly to streaming. Some streaming and theaters, like a lot of the HBO movies. Yeah. Yeah. Or Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. So yeah, there was a lot, but not a lot. I'd say. Maybe half my movies have a budget, maybe a little bit more, but there was at least three or four that do not. And we we did watch a lot. We yeah, did. I have um, a few that I did not rewatch, and I wish I would have because I didn't really think about it until I saw it today when I was on the page, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, well, whatever, I'll roll with it. It's kind of, those are two movies I could probably roll with it because they're pretty simple. And, I mean, overall, it was a pretty strong year, I think. But there wasn't that one that's like, holy shit. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, I what? not one like, oh, this hat. Like, well, I told him on the phone earlier that like I could, from six or seven through one, I could have ranked him in any order. Yeah, and, I mean, you could have put in five other ones, too. Yeah, that I've could got, have potentially. I've I don't got even... five movies on my Miss the Cut that yeah. were pretty good movies. I don't even exactly. rank them. Oh, we yeah, know. because you're an asshole. Yeah. Cause it's because he can't count. <laughs> oh, I can count. I just can't base a movie off that shit. It's too much pressure. Exactly. The critics are going <laughs> to jump all over me on Twitter, <laughs> on the tweeter. Oh, I don't give a fuck. I tell them to go suck my dick. Oh, we're off to a banger of a start, you know, so. Two minutes and 26 <laughs> seconds in there. <laughs> no, like, literally, that's what you do. So we're back to our original format. Yeah. Top eight movies, a sleeper, and a worst. Yep. And I stuck with the four, and I don't know if he did. Yeah, I think we all have four. You have a four movie? I have two. Oh, shit. I is, it is it the sequel to the George movie? Yeah. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's some, one of them on IMDb, it will say 2019. But it's actually 2021 because it got released in the USA in 2021 because of COVID. That's fair. So okay. Tom and I, were yeah, he wanted to do it and he was rewatching it, and it's 2021 on wherever we Voodoo. watched it. But then he went to look at it and it's 20. I'm like, fuck. That happens at this point. Fuck movies it. or yeah. festivals because I remember when we first did. The first one, 2000, I had Memento, and it actually is 01 is when yeah. this wide release happened. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, so. As long as you don't have it on It's a six-year-old movie. <laughs> yeah. 
Or you have Memento in 2000 and have it again in 2001 or something like that. I was just lazy. (laughs) Yeah, so that's what I found out. But, I mean, to me, it's legit, so. You want to start us off? Your worst. Mr. Worst. Um... So mine was Willy Willy's Wonderland. IMDb of five point five, tomato sixty, audience sixty eight, worldwide four hundred forty five thousand two hundred eleven dollars. Director Kevin Lewis had Nicolas Cage, Emily Tosta, Beth Grant, and Rick Reitz. I guess I don't know. The only one I know is Nicolas Cage. Um. This movie's just awful. The guy's car breaks down. Um, they He doesn't have the money for it, so they basically bring him to this old bowling alley, arcade thing. It's and essentially like a... Um, what is the kids? The fucking mouse and shit. Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Yeah. Cheese, yeah. It's essentially that. And so... Basically, they're like, if you can clean this, we'll have your car ready in the morning, and you'll be paid for or whatever. So he goes in there, gets on one of their shirts, and just starts cleaning the place. Well, they basically have all these possessed, like... Animatronics. Arc- yeah, and there's all this shit going on that's trying to kill him, and then... Basically, he survives it and kills everything inside of there. And when he gets out of there, he's covered in blood, and the people are staring at him like, "Like, oh shit, he got a survivor!" Like they're expected to go in there and pick out, out a body, but they go in and they're like, "Oh my god, they killed so and so! They killed so and so!" Like, well, yeah, of course. And wasn't there like children in there that? When- there were some like high school, college age kids that went there to like burn the place down. Yeah. The whole town is being is it was like a cult thing. They, so the cult members or the leaders got their souls put into these animatronics somehow. And so the town every now and then will they actually put out a spike strip to fuck his car up and use him as like a ritual sacrifice. Is Cage the main guy? Cage is the main guy and he hardly speaks. He screams and grunts and does his Nicolas Cage thing. And after every kill of these animatronics, he like takes an energy drink can and plays pinball. And it, it's so fucking weird. And the effects are garbage. Is it supposed to be campy though? Yes, maybe? it is. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it is very well aware of what it is. Well, that's helpful. But I guess. it was still not very good. Yeah. That was on your. That was yours too, or no? That is not mine. Okay. But yeah, I was. We did this with our horror one. Yeah, and I was forced to watch this. (laughs) I'll watch anything with Cage though. Yeah, I mean he's, you know what you're getting essentially. He had that crazy face. He didn't really say shit in this whole movie. He just had this crazy facial bullshit. It has some moments like when he's playing pinball, he's kind of dancing and doing all this goofy shit, but he hardly says anything. Yeah. But, yeah. It was interesting. All right. My worst, like, unlike you guys, I didn't, I don't have a high volume of shooting because I just didn't watch as many as you did. So, sure. like, I had to kind of look deep for one that I was like, oh, yeah, I did see that. And out of the movies I watch is probably the worst is uh, Bad Trip. It's on Netflix. Bad Trip. 
uh, you'll you'll know. I think okay. I'm talking about. But Tomato Meter seventy eight, audience sixty eight, IMDb is six point five, Metascore sixty one. Directed by Kateo Sakurai, written by Sakurai, Eric Andre, and oh, Andrew okay. Barcelon. No, no. <laughs> Stars Eric Andre, Lil Lil Ray Howery, Michaela Conlon, and Tiffany Haddish. It's not a terrible movie. It's just, like I said, the worst I chose. There's no budget either. I didn't. It's just a straight up. Netflix. It's hard to find Netflix budgets for sure. Uh, it's kind of like half of it has a plot, and the half of it's like it's almost like reality pranks, pranks, yeah, almost Borat type feel, where it's That's like right. he's just doing a thing, and it's like undercover. People don't know there's cameras, and they're actually reacting. Right. But like, like the opening scene, I remember. He's like he works at a car wash as like an attendant. It's like his first day, and he has the vacuums, and it literally rips his clothes off. I remember that <laughs> like from the trailer. Just yeah. fucking naked and shit. Well, he meets a woman at the car wash who's just a customer, but he for some reason thinks that there was something there, so he like it's a dumb and dumber. Yeah, he like just decides to track her down. It's just ridiculous. There's like a scene he works at like a juice, like a tropical smoothie cafe type, like a smoothie place, and mm. like. This is a prank one where like his, he's like sticking his hands like in people's food and shit and, like sir. It's just, it's, it's got some funny moments and I I I used to watch the Eric Andre show on Adult Swim. It's just absurd. I, yeah, I've seen some of that and I never got the appeal really. Yeah, it's he's... just weird. It's Tim and Eric ish kind of. A little but bit, also... yeah. It, it blows my mind that he dated Rosario Dawson for like years. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like that just seems like an. Well, odd... he was on a commercial downstairs when we were waiting. I saw him. I was like, "Oh, it's Eric Andre." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know he. I think he might have had some Daily Show connections at some point. You might be right. I can't remember exactly. That sounds right. But me and T Brown used to watch the Eric Andre show sometimes, and just, the funny thing about the show is it'd be like. Next on our show is Jerry Seinfeld. Good up, everybody. Welcome. And like, it'd be like just some like black guy would walk out. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be Jerry Seinfeld. But they had real people. Like Seth Rogen was on there. and like Yeah, it almost felt like a kind of between of, two ferns kind of, yeah, setup. Yeah, definitely just it was all just staged bullshit and, staged. Yeah. Like. But, and... I mean, oh, and like he takes his sister's car, which is Tiffany Haddish, and she was like a gangster. Yeah, or something. she like got out of prison or something. Yeah. And it's, it's, I'm not a huge fan of hers, but like, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, some moments. And like his friend, the the guy, well, what the fuck's his name? He's the one that's in Get Out. Yeah, he's the cop buddy. Or... Yeah, and he's in. He's funny. He's in a uh... free guy. Is yeah, free yeah. guy. He's also in another movie from this year, uh, Vacation Friends. Okay. Yeah, he's pretty funny. <clears throat> I like him a lot. I mean, he was probably the more pure funny, and Andre was just kind of the uncomfortable funny. Yeah. Yeah, I don't and like the rest of it just comedy. wasn't funny, so. <laughs> right. It's watchable, but it's, I wouldn't, like, recommend it. Right. But that's my worst. Okay. My worst is Tom and Jerry, the movie. Oh, yeah, oh, that God. was terrible. IMDb a 5.3, Metascore a 32. Rotten Tomatoes of 30% tomato meter, 82% audience. Had a $79 million budget. Domestically, $45,536,687. Worldwide, $133,336,687. It's directed by Tim Story. 
Written by Kevin Costello, based on character, of course, the Hanna-Barbera cartoons. This movie sucked. <laughs> you had Chloe Grace Moretz, uh, Michael Pena. And the, those were the two main ones, but there were other cameos. We watched this when it dropped on HBO Max in like February. Did a podcast on it. Oh, God. And that was the last time I saw it. <laughs> and I will never see it again. It's live action with cartoon Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work at all. Typical Tom and Jerry hijinks, but again, live action with that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. They fuck up a wedding at a high end hotel it's just dumb i yeah there's not really much to say about it i don't know what the fuck happened in chloe grace Moretz's career but she was on fire and then she had to go to this movie well i mean Uh, she's had a couple years where she's not she was at her best probably when she was still like in her teens doing like the kick ass and i mean that's what put her on the map and then she's a little sister in five uh 500 days of summer yeah she was the did the remake of Let the Right One In and the Carrie remake. I mean, yeah, she was kind of the it girl for a minute. No, nothing. I mean, Michael Pena is just cashing a paycheck at this point. That's all it was. Because I like him a lot. Yeah, I like him usually. But, yeah, just a trash movie. I guess kids could probably like it. Well, you said it was 82 audience. Yeah. I, but even... I was a Tom and Jerry fan growing up, and this gave me no nostalgia whatsoever to it. So, hmm. hard pass. Just a money grab or something. Essentially, and I mean, kind of lost money overall, but still a hundred. I don't know where the fuck the seventy-nine million dollar budget went. Yeah, because <laughs> that's absurd. Maybe there's some. Uh, extra cost to putting animation over there must be but i I mean they've done it before for far cheaper i'm sure Mm -hmm. i don't know i mean you look at like who framed roger rabbit which is different but it's yeah i mean it's it's a cross of worlds you know it's 30 that was the year i was born i think it was 88 i think or 89 maybe yeah i think it was 88 but yeah done much better than this one was yeah it was pretty bad let's hit the list son I know this is on your list who's on mine yeah your sleeper yep Titan that is my number seven saw this on your voodoo I didn't watch it though this movie is fucked up Four and two? Yes. It's French. Yep. So. You can go through the numbers? I am. IMDb of 6.6, Meta 75, Tomato 89, Audience 85. Worldwide, about 5 million. No budget. <coughs> Director was Julia Ducourna. But the same director as Raw. Okay. Um,. This movie starts off pretty horrific. Um, you got a father in the front seat driving, the daughter in the back seat, and um, she's being a little brat. 
and he's trying to calm her down. She takes her seatbelt off. He's trying to calm her down. He hits a guardrail, and she smacks her head against the window, and there's just blood. And so then <clears throat> she gets, like, this little thing by her ear, like an implant-ish. A titanium plate. Wait, yeah. That's not her ass titanium. And so it goes from that to her being older and this kind of sexy little girl. Or not little girl. Sexy. <laughs> Careful. Sexy older. Sexy woman. Sexy woman. And she's, like, at this club where they do, like, dances on top of cars and stuff like she's that. She's a go-go dancer, essentially. Yeah. But instead of dancing in a cage, she's dancing on like what era muscle cars. Is this supposed to be? I, seems to be present time. Okay. But it's some underground French club where there's all these muscle cars that are painted crazy and yeah, chicks dancing on them. Um, so. She like she's kind of big. A lot of people are asking for autographs and stuff like that. And she wears this like pick in her hair and stuff. And uh, one guy's really creeping on her and gets to her car. And um, I just didn't want an autograph, so she finally caved in, and signed it, and then he starts like basically hitting on her, telling he wants to fuck her and all this shit. And um, he goes in, starts making out with her, and he start, she goes with it. She takes a pick out of her thing and goes right in his ear. She knows how to kill people without it being too bad, I guess. Like, this white pus just comes out and not blood. And so then she ends up, like, going back into, like, the club and showering again after she killed the guy. And she goes to the car she was dancing on and literally fucks it. She's in the back seat tied and she's it has, like, hydraulics. And it's just fucking the shit out of him. He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, like literally fucking the shit out of her, and so. Um, but I mean, even before that, like, <clears throat> there's a bunch of girls dancing, and after the show, they're all in the shower and shit, and some new girls trying to talk oh, yeah. to her and like say, just say hey, I'm so and so, and you are. I forgot about this part. And she, you can tell she's off she's super detached doesn't mm-hmm. like almost sociopathic it seems like even at that point and she drops her soap and goes down to get it the girl goes down to grab it also and her hair gets stuck in her nipple piercing mm-hmm. and so they're trying to get it out and they're talking like does does it hurt she's like no and then she just kind of takes her hair and rips it and pulls on her and she's like fuck like, I thought it didn't hurt. <laughs> She's like, well, it does when you yank on it. Yeah. And then it goes into the murder, and then afterwards the car sex. So she's like a serial killer, essentially? She's Yeah, there's been yeah, a lot of murders, and she does it frequently. And, oh, my God, that Corel shit's haunting me. Is it because of the plate, though, I guess? Uh, she seemed almost kind of psychopathic as a child before the accident. Mm-hmm. Like... So, what basically happens is um, she starts feeling this weird thing in her stomach, and her dad must be like a doctor or something, where her mom's like, hey, feel her stomach. Have your dad look at you. And so, he's like, yeah, I don't feel anything, blah, 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 blah. Well, she went on another killing spree. 
Yeah, she goes back to the chick. The chick, that's what it was, yeah. That, um... The nipple ring? The nipple ring chick. And they end up starting to hook up. They go back to a house. Oh, yeah, this was intense. And (laughs) so she does the same thing. They're getting hot and heavy, and she takes her pick out and just sticks it in her ear, kills her. Without knowing that there were, like, three people upstairs having an orgy. And so one of them comes down, and she's like, fuck. So she grabs a... Well, she bit off her nipple ring. Remember that? She was, oh, that, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what I thought you were going to go into. Like, she <laughs> <Nope>. was <laughs> sucking on it, this, and then she just takes her teeth. And, yeah. Intense. So, yeah, she ends up killing everybody in this house. Covered in blood. And there have been... Throughout the movie so far, you're seeing news reports on the TV that there's a possible serial killer, and it's assumed that it's her. So she goes back to her house, where she lived with her parents, starts burning all her clothes that were covered in blood, and sets the house on fire, locks her parents in their room while they're sleeping, and just leaves. Starts hitchhiking. Yeah. And so she... Ends up in like this mall, I guess it was, and this her picture gets put out by the police because they're starting to put the pieces together, and she sees it, fucking goes and cuts all her hair off, covers her tattoos, and takes breaks all her, her piercings nose. out. She yeah, breaks her fucking nose in a Most very horrific, like a violent, scene. sexual, bloody. Yes, yeah. it is all of that. Yeah. French people, man, these French movies are real and sexual. So <laughs> she are. actually um, started looking like a male because so she yeah she her takes boobs. over the identity of like a kid who's been missing since he was twelve or thirteen, mm-hmm. and is roughly about the age she is now. So yeah, she fucking tapes her boobs down, shaves her head, and breaks her nose, and she gets found by the cops, and the cops call. She says, I'm this person. Calls the dude's dad, who's got his own set of issues, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that? Um, he was doing steroids. Sticking he is ass. an older firehouse captain in some small village in France. And he's shooting up steroids. He's... Seems to be pretty sadistic. He's all fucked up because his kid's been missing for seven years. His wife left him, all this shit. And there's some super gay overtones to the whole firehouse. Like, all the guys will have these, like, almost raves where they're all shirtless, dancing around and drinking, and it's bizarre. But all this time, she's not saying anything because she doesn't want to give herself away. She's traumatized is what they're playing it off as. And her dad's trying to acclimate her into being a part of the firehouse. And she starts having these stomach pains, seriously. And she's, like, pregnant. Yeah, she's leaking oil out of her pussy and boobs. Uh, eventually, yeah. What the fuck? Yes. That is the... It's a very hard movie to discuss without you seeing it. Yeah. Is there an explanation in some way? No, not really. No, I mean, 
I don't want to keep talking about it. There's a lot that's going on in this movie where it's you, need to, you need to see it. It's wild. And this is not the only French movie we're going to be talking about tonight, baby. Yeah. But, uh... Okay. <laughs> Jesus, you don't turn down over there or what? But yeah, yeah, that was my foreign film on the list. That was the only one I had. Yeah, that's right, too. So, um... But yeah, that's what I gotta say. Other than that, this is my foreign and sleeper. I'm curious if you guys watched it because it's on your voodoo. It's Lamb. I did watch it. I did like it. I was not a big fan. Tomato meter 86, audience 61, IMDb a 6.3, Metascore 68. Directed by Valdemir Johansson in his directorial debut. Written by Johansson and an Icelandic author that goes by Shio. S J O N Joan? S's are different over there. They might just be Yon. Yon, I think. No budget listed. It made two point six eight million here, which is surprising. I was like, that made actually a million in the US. This is the highest grossing Icelandic movie of all time. I'm pretty sure. In the US. Because worldwide it's only three point one nine. I think it's even There has to be a higher movie in Iceland than three. It might have just been the opening weekend. The highest grossing opening weekend. Stars, uh, I always forget to say, is it Numi Rapace? Numi, yeah. Rapace? Rapace? Rapace, I think. Hilmer Gornison and Bjorn Haraldsson. So, yeah, I mean, you guys saw it. So, it's about a, it's a movie, the very, you know, opening, there's like some horses getting scared away, and the sheep, it's a sheep farm. They're kind of antsy and trying to get out. And I didn't really get that till later. Yeah. Um, and I watched the trailer. The trailer's incredible. It's like, you're kind of like, all right, this looks dark and gloomy. And then you just burst out laughing. And then it's also, then it ends and you're like, this is terrifying kind of. Yeah. So basically, yeah, there's a sheep farm, husband and wife own it. It's really like in the valley of some mountains. And just like any A24 film, just dark and gloomy for the most part. And one day... There's a lamb born. I mean, there's a few of them born, but the one well, they the hit it around well. is you hear, and you can hear it subtly, but it's like a baby cry, and it goes into a, like a lamb cry. Yeah. And then like you know it's special, and like there's they, they take it inside, and it's like in the crib and laying down, and then at that one point where they're taking a, the first time you see, I'm trying to remember, is that the bath scene? I'm trying to remember where. You see human legs on it, and you're like, "Oh, like I already knew it was gonna yeah. be weird, but like, yeah, they they it wasn't until like half hour, forty minutes in until you actually see it, but it wasn't the bath. It was you see its legs at some point, like a naked little kid butt. Oh, it's yeah. when they got lost outside, right? And then they had the jacket, and then they put the jacket over. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, and there's the bath scene of with her in people. it, and it's like no. you see like. <laughs> An arm, and then you see like a fucking goat or lamb arm, and it's or lamb hoof, and you're like, yeah, what the it's fuck? It's a full goat head and one hoof arm. Probably some of its shoulder and stuff you yeah. measure back or chest, but yeah, it's but human part legs. human, part lamb. Yeah, and and they make it, and nobody's. I mean, they know it's unique, but nobody's like terrified by this which makes you think this has been not the first time it's right. called ava ava or ada ada ada, ada which they 
Well, they go to the grave site, but then they... I'm, that's their... I'm assuming they lost a daughter. Uh, a daughter. That's what I yeah. thought, too, which is why she's so... Especially her at first is so, like, into being a mother to this thing. Yeah. Well, his brother comes and visits. He's just a... He's on the run or something. I don't know what he gets, exactly. He gets kicked out. Kicked he gets, out off, by he gets his pulled out of a trunk at one <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. And then he walks to them. They welcome him because he's visited before. And they even say, like, how long is he going to be here this time? Yeah, he's kind mm-hmm. of something's up with this guy. And See, the one thing. I thought there's a couple times, yeah, you think he's going to kill it and he doesn't. Yeah. Then he leaves. And then, like, towards the end of the film. Their tractor breaks down, and the son, daughter, sorry, the daughter lamb thing goes with the dad, and she's at the house, and she hears a gunshot, and then you see like, I like to think of it. It reminded me of the witch in that a little part. bit. I was yeah, just like, what sure. the fuck? Like, there's like there's... truly like a man goat that shoots. Yeah. Well, it was arm. my thought that it was the, the daughter initially is who shot him, or. I wasn't expecting to see a fucking... I, I knew it wasn't... I, I figured it wasn't the daughter. I just was like, well, who just shot this guy? And then you just see like the gun lift up, go down and it's like... Well, yeah, you hear the gunshot before you're like, oh shit, did he kill her? Did she kill him? Like, uh, And then you see, see him I holding didn't think that. his For neck. some reason, I just wondered. I just figured somebody shot Well, somebody. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I didn't really like think it was going to be... Either way, I thought it was one of the two because they were so isolated, and the brother got put on a bus. So, yeah, I mean, there's nobody else there. See, my thing about this movie it was too drawn out, it was too long like, like an hour and a half. It's I know, just but I'm just, saying, I'm just tell. saying, like, you could have made this movie 40 minutes as a short film, it could have worked out, it could have worked as a short because. To me, there was some, like, I could have probably cut a half hour, 40 minutes out of this. There were some parts I'm like, okay. It was just not this a lot of dialogue, too, which plays into it. hardly any dialogue. And yeah. then for a person like me, yeah. It's very atmospheric. It's, I, I understand the story. Like, they see this as a reincarnation of their daughter because they don't know what the fuck actually happened until you saw that the goat man actually... But I think they know it exists. I think they know because they're not weirded out by the well, kid no, that no, no, no. Some, This has happened before in some way, no, or they've seen... What I'm yeah. trying to say here, though, is they did not see it that way. In my eyes, they see it as a reincarnation, as a religion kind of thing. Like, this came as a... Because like our because our daughter just died, yeah, like that, that is how I looked at this movie. Had they have known it happened before, they wouldn't have taken they, it. Well, because... maybe not, but why would they? I I only think they had to have known that they've or have heard of this or seen something similar to this because they're not at all like they're a little. The husband's a little like they know it's odd, clearly. Right. But they're not, it, dude. If you saw that half, you pulled. If you were a lamb farmer and you pulled out a half human, you would be flipping your shit. Absolutely. Dude, right? yeah. And they're not even weirded out that much, yeah, which makes that. me think that something they either are aware of a legend or they have seen. So we're we're working on because the they assumption hide her. That they hide are... her though. They don't let her go outside very well. Much. Even the the mom, like the mom lamb, Killed comes in. She kills it or the sheep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. At that point, she kills the sheep. So I mean yeah, it that keeps coming outside. <laughs> but if you we're working under the assumption that this lamb man lives in the mountains and came down and impregnated a sheep, sheep and then came back for the child eventually. 
Yeah. That's... If that's the case, and they knew that this was happening, why would they steal that? They'd be afraid to do it. Yeah. What you mean? Yeah. I don't. That's why I think that they did not. Unless they, they had just recently lost their child, and they're like, "Fuck that's, it, this that is that could ours. be it." That's what it is. My other thought was maybe they've tried keeping it before and it got taken from them, and not it was like well, not something I mean, where they fought and killed them up. Like I don't know, was that his special or yeah, goat lamb it, that he would hit was up? Was it the fact girl? that they killed the sheep? Yeah, that's why he was. That's what I like the, about the movie so much is that it's like. Well, there's you, an ambiguity. Like, also... how, wait, why did, like, how is this possible yeah. for starters? Well, but like, how are these? In my head, though, like, why a sheep would be possessive? Like, if that's their baby, that's why. They, that's why. Well, that's why the, the window. That's why it's at the window. Yeah. Like that, they know where their baby's at, and it's like any mom, <coughs> animal. Yeah. Nice. But. So that's why she shot her. She's like, well, the mom's good has intuition that the baby's in there, so it's not gonna stop. So I'm gonna kill her. They, this in my head is like I keep saying it. It's what they, their their child died. Yeah, there's a symbolism. Yeah, there's not. I'm not but, denying that. Yeah, that's. I'm just curious. Like, it's I still can't go past to get past that though. Like, if they didn't flip the fuck out so like you almost wonder like if they <laughs> had to have no either point. seen something like this before or heard of it like maybe there's other sheep this is based on some kind of icelandic folklore of some might, kind yeah. of thing yeah but i just love that you see it and then it's gone and that's the end of the movie and you're just <laughs> yeah. like oh shit this is I was yeah. almost, I was half expecting her to swallow the shotgun at the very end like when the mm-hmm. camera's focused on her and she's kind of distraught yeah. i was expecting her to like kill herself and then credits as opposed to credits on her i just like that there's no explanation yeah uh a24 is my favorite studio working yeah. now and you i know, like for the them... most part they're just a distribution company though really they find up-and-coming directors yeah and i mean the they're distributed yeah they i mean they fund like I'm they pretty do, sure okay. they fund this funded this, um, but no, they they take swings. Yeah, they do the Eggers and the Ari Aster movies. Yeah, Ex Machina was an A twenty four. Even funny movies like The Nice Guys that's an A twenty four. And they do other, like Farewell was yeah. an A twenty four. Yeah, whenever you say A twenty four, it's usually I, I'll, I'll <laughs> give them the benefit of the movie. doubt until they just go off the rails. But and I'm a big Numi Rapace fan. <laughs> yeah. I love her. Yeah, that's my sleeper and foreign. That was a just miss for me, for sure. What's yours? My sleeper? Uh, VHS, 94. Oh, yeah. Oh, they have another one. Look at you. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, this was a Shutter original. That's why it was the sleeper. It's an IMDb of 5.4, Metascore of 63, Rotten Tomatoes of 90% tomato meter. 46% audience. No budget, no domestic, no worldwide. Shut original. It's directed by each segment is directed by somebody else and written by somebody else. So, so I didn't they bother. Stuck to the format. I didn't bother writing them down. Yeah. It's the same format. And we watched it for one of our horror podcasts. So I don't really remember it that much. But I pulled up kind of a. Not, or a yeah. summary of each of the 
scenes. Do you remember any of them? Yeah, I remember. I mean, if you start talking about, them, I just can't bring it up. So it's right. Well, but I remember the guy sitting in his apartment. Is it that one? Uh, no. The overarching. Have you seen any of these? Sorry to interrupt. Nice. No, you. I. The one you talked about, the first one, that made me interested. I never got around to seeing it. Because there's about how many are there? Two or three before this? There are three before this. This is the fourth. Um, it's the first, the, the best? Yes. Okay. Far and away. But they're all enjoyable. There's The way they work, there's an overarching story, which leads you into watching the videos of It's like a home story, story almost. Like there's a home story and then a well, video and then like it leads... Like in this one, the overarching story is uh, SWAT team is raiding a warehouse thinking there's, I don't remember if it was human trafficking or drug smuggling. They're, they're raiding a warehouse. Mm-hmm. And they show them going through and there's some weird shit happening. But eventually they'll end up in a room with a TV with a VHS playing. Which brings you to the individual stories. Okay. So, I mean, the overarching story is usually, I mean, it's just to get you from point A to point B. It's not all that important. So, like, I'm trying to remember, like, this when they get to another story, is it the same SWAT team or is that a different grouping or no, something happening? No, it will be the SWAT team going into a room. The video will start. <clears throat> then it'll, the short movie will end it'll cut back to them holy shit something crazy happened and then they move on and that's another and then they go into the next one gotcha so there's four and i mean each one one of them was terror that was the militia they have like a right-wing militia making propaganda films and they're trying they're going to make a move on the government. I think it actually takes place in Michigan, too. Yeah, it does. Or Pennsylvania is something. It was happening in Michigan State, wasn't it? There was one that we just watched that went at Michigan State. No, that was uh, Don't Look Up. Oh, they were yeah, yeah. based in Michigan, Michigan State. State. But, yeah, I mean, they, they're painted out to be your fucking hillbilly right-wing militia people, but they have a secret weapon, which is a vampire. <laughs> And like so they're, they're looking to bring this to like a fucking, I don't know if it was a bank or a police station, something. And they were going to let it loose, but it got loose at their encampment and kills fucking everybody. So that one was one. It was, that one might have been the weakest one of the four. I mean, it I was, like the it was fun. The vampire. The Empty Wake, that was a woman overseeing a funeral that was going to be happening the next day. Or no, they were having a wake and nobody showed up. Yeah, she was the just, Empty Wake, so yeah. just no one's there. And supernatural shit starts happening. It's kind of, I mean, it was interesting. It's shot kind of from the um, paranormal activity. Okay. Because they have, can't. And the interesting thing about this one is they use the uh, 
technology that they had at the time, like VHS 94. Okay. Where in some of the newer ones, they're using like optic eyes and shit. So yeah, ninety four. They didn't have GoPros like right. And so this was a camcorder set up on a tripod in the center of the funeral hall, and spooky shit, shit happens. happens then there was the subject, which was Malaysian. I think it was Asian of some kind, and it's essentially a guy kidnapping people and turning them into cyborgs. Like replacing their arms with knives and the police bust in and it's just absolute fucking bedlam. People are dying. It's shot kind of from a first person perspective for so some when of the it. police break in, who's fighting them? Is it the, the people? There's like made, a mad like si- the There's a mad scientist who's kidnapping people and enhancing them. So they're like an army of cyborgs. Yeah, there's like three or four, but they're are some of them knowingly pissed at him, though, I guess? They're like, pissed at the doctor, but they're not completely in control. They're being controlled, so... It, yeah. It's, gotcha. And then the best one was Storm Drain, which was Radaman, the news reporter going into the uh, Storm Drain and finding this rat guy. Oh, Do yeah. Do you remember that one? Yeah. And she gets... Her and her cameraman get attacked and taken by this, like, underground cult that worship the Radaman, Ratman. And she eventually escapes, but then she goes on air and basically kills everybody or pukes on everybody and kills them and says, we worship the Radaman. Like, they're all unique. They're yeah. all, it's, it's like anthology. It's almost... Twilight it Zone, but horror. Absolutely. Which sounds Which, like an actually kind of a cool idea for a I TV wish they series. would do this as a show, exactly. Black Mirror it, but make it straight that's horror. Why, that's why you make it as like Black Mirror with horror. Yeah. Twilight Zone horror. Because there are elements of those shows that is, are horrific at times. Yeah. But I think, I don't know if... It's not the, truly like gross out or anything. It's not like gory, but... Right. I don't know if these are really gory either. Yeah, some are. Some are more... Um, not this one specifically, but some are more like sci-fi. But yeah, if you if you want, you know, like they've got all the American horror stories on the FX. If FX was like, we're gonna do a VHS series, people would probably be like, I'm shocked. I mean, I think there's rumors that Shutter is looking at doing a show, like just a anthology series. Like they got a different one. I know it's a it's a big enough app. But it's also still underground enough. Like if I talk to twenty people at work, maybe a couple would know what Shutter is. Right, and maybe one of them would have it. Mm-hmm. Like I have it, but I it's through you guys, right? Or through the podcast you do with your friend. Like, yeah. it's not mine. Yeah, you know, that sounds cool though. No, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of those. The movies. Malaysian one was that one foreign? It was. It wasn't. Yeah, subtitles it was foreign. Okay. Yeah. You could even do stuff like that. It seems like a few. Was the original one American? Yeah, they're all. They're all American. Yeah. Okay. They're all. I can't remember who produces them. But... Oh, I'm thinking of Rec. That's Mexican. Rec is Spanish. Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it could be in Mexico, right? But. Um. All right. All right. You s- move it on. So now we're on to the list. 
this was an add-on. There was quite a few that were just, in the thing. This is one lazy. that. This is one that I thoroughly enjoyed because I'll just say it when I started. But okay. free guy. IMDb of seven point two, meta sixty two, tomato eighty, audience ninety four. Worldwide, about $331.5 million budget. You mean $330 million worldwide? Yeah. Jesus. Budget was 100 to 125 is what they say, so I wasn't sure what the fuck. Um, director was Sean Luddy. Had Ryan Reynolds. Sean Lovey? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my V looks like a D. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, Joni Connor. Jody Comer. Comer. Yeah, again, my M looks like an M. And then uh, Tahika Wahika. Tahika Watiti. Yes. I actually didn't see this, but it's like the next movie I was going to watch. It's a fun flick. It looked fun. It's fun. And that's what I love about it. It's like this guy who's a bank teller, just every day is the same day. And you got like the people that are in this video game that are like. They're, what are they? I don't well, remember. Well, he's an he doesn't. N, he's an NPC. Yeah. Okay. And I couldn't remember what they were calling this. Unplayable character. Yes, and they had playable characters, and then he ended up realizing that what was going on, and so he was just going throughout his life and kept dying and restarting, dying and restarting. Like it started with a bank robbery, and it started every day, and then he tried to re. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those movies that. It's fun. It's a fun movie because it's a video game movie, and they played it off really well. There's almost elements to it. And this is one like... that I have not seen or have seen in a while. But when I yeah, we watched it, almost it sounds like two with the reliving. It's almost like a little glimmer of like a Groundhog Day for him as a character. A bit. Like I know it's not. But he it's... starts like the movie. I mean, the bank gets robbed every fucking day, and he's like, "Oh, just." fucking nonchalant about it and then he sees Jodie Comer's character who's an actual person playing the game playable character and it kind of something happens I don't remember exactly how they explained it but it kind of jars him loose does it jump to like the developers and some at all I'm sure it does and Taika Waititi is playing a guy who bought Jodie Comer and um Fuck. I don't remember the other guy's name, but bought their game and took it over and Okay. He's he's the villain of the movie for sure. I'd like to see him in more stuff like as an actor. He's fun. He's funny for sure. He's got a very unique voice. He looks like, unique he, too. He almost yeah. has like he looks with his hair, it's like he looks like he's in his fifties, but yeah. he's like thirty seven or something. But like, yeah, you're watching him and you're like, Oh my god, that's Cord. Yep. <laughs> like, it's just a voice. Or I know him from uh, the vampire show. What are we do in the what shadows? What we do in the shadows? Well, this movie, I mean, has a shit ton of Easter eggs to all sorts of video game shit. Cool. And that's they, what I like about it. They is... drop a huge, huge Marvel fucking Easter egg. Well, it's not even an Easter egg. It's more of a cameo. But Is yeah. he want, is Watiti involved in like producing or writing on it? I don't think so. No, because I was asked because of the Thor Ragnarok connection. If maybe he like threw that in there himself. 
No, I. I mean, he may have been able to make it happen. I mean, I'll just tell you. Chris Evans shows up for two seconds. Oh, cool. Yeah, you can just tell me. At one point, one of the characters turns into like a super Captain America, and yeah. he's watching the live stream on his phone. He's like, "What the shit?" <laughs> it, it, it's kind of funny. Yeah, and that's the. I don't know. Like I said. I don't, this movie I saw maybe, what, about four or five months ago? Oh, it was longer than that, probably. Yeah. Like a summer movie, I think. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, but. I don't know when if we did a podcast on it, it, but we watched it. I knew it, it needed a shout out because for all the fellow gamers out there and people like that, like, great movie. Really great movie. It's and fun. I like how it does, like, dad, and then it goes. And eventually he goes where he starts not waking up to his alarm or not setting his alarm. He just doesn't. He's not following the code <laughs> anymore, code. essentially. Yeah. That's cool. But, yeah, I don't know. It was a fun flick for sure. Yeah. So, and Ryan Reynolds is fucking charismatic as fuck. Oh, man. hell yeah. That dude, he's, he's a cool fucking dude. Um, I do have to say, I do have to go potty. Do you want to knock out two to finish the eight, the eights for us, or do you want is it that bad? Well, if you want to knock out yours, because he's down one anyhow. Is he? Yeah, he took my titan out. Mm-hmm. All right. My number eight is Nightmare Alley. Didn't make mine. Didn't make mine either. I I did like it. Tomato meter 79, audience 68, IMDb is 7.1, Metascore 70, directed by Guillermo del Toro, written by del Toro, Kim Morgan, and W.L. Gresham, the novel. Didn't see a budget, 11.2 US, 37.4 million worldwide. Stars Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, Willem Dafoe, Richard Jenkins, and Rooney Mara. Uh, yeah, so this. I like this movie a lot. It was. Uh, Another strong Del Toro, in my opinion. It didn't feel like a Del Toro film all that much, though, to me. The circus stuff a little bit, too. A little bit. Um, the second, I mean, the last hour and a half of it didn't feel as, but the first hour, to me, it felt Del Toro-ish to me. But, yeah, it's Bradley Cooper, the opening scene, he killed someone in a fire, and he's on the run, I guess, and he... Ends up on foot, gets off a train, joins us, ends up stumbling into a circus. He sees like this freak show, this thing called the Geek that they're like, they'll starve it for days, and then it eats like a live chicken in front of a bunch of people that pay. And he ends up getting a job working the circus, and he learns some of their tricks and crafts. You know, oh yeah, David Strathern is the other guy, the guy that teaches them. He's a booze hound. He's a booze hound. And they're fucking shooting the geeks up with morphine or something. Yeah, like yeah. Something. There was, like, poison as well that they show him and stuff like that. Well, he ends up yeah. uh, falling in love with Rudy Mara, and they go on the road together. Because straight... Straight? Straythern or Stratern? Stratern? He's from bunch of stuff but he's, yeah, a, he's he was a nomad land last year um he teaches bradley cooper kind of the how to do the mind reading yeah shit with yeah vocal tells and all yeah that. there's like basically it's a scam 
Yeah. But they have little towels and different things with numbers. I remember him practicing with her, like, you know, like he says something about number nine, and then there's like some sort of like, like thing they say. I don't know. It's, it's I didn't fully understand how they do it. It's kind of like 21, where you go to the poker table and you say this word that means this. Yeah. It's just a bigger vocabulary. Well, him and Mara have their own show that they start. It's not a circus. It's just like a show in like a kind of a higher class or middle class yeah. environment, not a circus. Kate Blanchett's there and she's on to them. She knows it's bullshit. And she's like a psychiatrist. She's a or... psychiatrist or psychologist or both. Yeah. But he ends up knowing just by some tells. And he is smart and he, they do pay attention to details, but like that he, she's got a certain gun. Because the weight, like the weight of it, like she, and she's high class, so it's got a pearl handle and yeah, shit like that. And they, she hooks them up with Richard Jenkins' character, who <laughs> forced his wife to get an was it like an abortion? I'm trying to remember. I, I watched this a couple weeks ago. Is it like I she can't... dies? She dies, but it's his fault. Yes, and he's I, also. A fucking maniac. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's not a... He's a he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. <laughs> and he's got, like, a bodyguard. Like, he's high up. He's... I don't remember what his job is. He's, like, a judge? No, the first guy, the judge, is who introduced him to... Oh, you're right. Okay. Jenkins. I can't... But what happened? Did he... He didn't physically kill her, did he? I'm trying to remember. I... I thought there was something about an abortion in the movie. Uh, yeah, like there she was. She died during it? I think I think so. he forced her to do it. And then he made Rooney Mara pretend to be her ghost. Yeah, yeah. So, shit. like, to because he, he gets all these facts from Kate Blanchett's files because he was a patient of hers. Yes, yeah. So he knows things that, like, how did you know that? Like, all these things. Well, then he wants to see. He thinks he's a real medium, so he wants him to bring her out in the flesh somehow, like, mm-hmm. supernaturally. He convinces Rooney Mara to do it, and she's covered in blood, and, like, he ends up touching her and freaks out, of course. Yeah. And I, he kills him, but it's like, he's like, they show his face quickly once, he's crushed his face. Oh, like, yeah. Mur- like, Brady Cooper murdered this guy with his hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. He gets away, and then Kate Blanchett was going to set him up, kind of, like, with the cops to take all the money because she was in on it. Like, Yeah, she was holding all the her money. That... But it was like, because he's yelled something about, like, they're all ones like like they were like oh she did something that's, to like that's right yeah and then he gets away he shoots her but she doesn't die i don't think i thought she? he got shot i thought oh yeah he strangles her yeah but he, she doesn't die and he gets away and then he's on a life as like a homeless guy kind of like he ends up becoming the geek and then it, that's that's the reason that's the reason <laughs> yeah. it made my list is because that ending was actually yeah, like yeah. holy that shit was pretty like fucking wild. Tim Blake Nelson's the new circus runner, and he's like, "Do you? I know how to do these things." And he's like, "I don't really need that at the moment." But, and it, there's a story from earlier in the story where Willem Dafoe tells him, like, almost verbatim, something about like, "I do got a job for you, though." Like, kind of like, "Yeah." Have you ever considered being? He mentions the word geek, and like Bradley Cooper, after everything he's gone through, starts laughing hysterically, like in a crazed way, and is like. I, I was born for this, like, <laughs> yeah, basically. Right. And, like, he's going to become the freak. And that was the, that's, I mean, cut, cut to black, right? Yeah, that was God cool. Damn. Like, yeah. That's why I made my list, because I was like, oh, that was a nice ending. Like, it came full circle. Like, But, again, I I mean, this was, what, 235? 
It's like two thirty. I think I want to say without the credits, it's like two twenty seven ish maybe. And this movie has, I mean, Tony Collette and Willem Dafoe, I think, are so fucking underrated. Both of them. Well, they barely are in it either. I know, but they should be in fucking everything. Yeah, they're great actors. I think you and I and maybe him will have another Defoe movie coming up in a little while. If you watched it, I would fucking hope so. I did. Yeah, that <laughs> okay. means there's three. But, uh, yeah, that's... uh. See, and my thoughts about this movie is, again, too long. You could have caught another, like, 25, 30 minutes into this. Um, it was a little slow going. I like I like I like Bradley Cooper, and I think it was a strong movie. With, it was a strong storyline. It had a good thing going to it. It almost made my list, but again, it's one of those movies that I this thought was like a it was short too list long. one for sure. Um, and Ron Perlman. I mean, yeah, he's kind of Del Toro's guy. You know, I just thought of too as kind of symbolic as like you said, Jenkins. Like, obviously, he's not a good guy. Cooper is like a terrible dude, yeah, really. Yeah, so right at the end of the day, he really gets what he deserves. Absolutely. And Rooney Mara is actually like a good person for the most. I mean, she helps him, but she's not. Well, the, she's not the head of like the ideas. Like, what he, happened? How did her story end? Did, she, when they crash the vehicle after he kills, I think she just like just leaves. runs away and is like, "I don't ever want to see you again." Kind of. Well, no, because. She he, went to the bus. Oh no, that was before. There's he, a yeah. there is he, a scene at the end towards the end when he's homeless. He looks at a flyer for the circus and it's got Tony Collette's character's name. I forget what her name was, but right, she, she her was, name might have been on there too. I don't. Okay. I can't remember. So that she would make sense because they're friends. They were friends, and he was always kind of. Well, Perlman was like her. Yeah, he didn't he, like her, or he didn't like Cooper. Yeah. Colette, I think for the most part, they all the rest of them kind of did, but he always had a little bit of mistrust with some of the other guys. Yeah. Made me think that the circus must have been fucking wild back in like the 30s and 20s. Did you ever see the movie Freaks? No, I do. Like the 20s or whatever? We'll have to watch that sometime and do a pod on it or something. I've watched it. It's fucking wild. I bet. (laughs) When we get to that point, that'll be a movie you can't make anymore today. Well, I don't know if we're going to be doing lists back in the 20s, right. but we right. can we can just do one-off movies, classics. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it's it's a tough watch because they're actually using yeah, yeah. circus freaks and shit. I remember I had a tourism class one time at Grand Valley, and there was a segment. We watched a video about some circus, like how that big that was back in like the 30s and 40s and 20s and shit. And there was like... Some ups, like you actually see footage of like them electrocuting like an elephant as a oh, show. Right. Like they literally kill an elephant, and you're like, "What the fuck, <laughs> dude?" Like, yeah. oh, they had incubators and shit. It's fucking wild time, man. Like, dear God, yeah. circus didn't age well. <laughs> no, no, they not. did not. It's creepy now. We went on a trip down here. I think it was at Van Andel to see the circus, like in third or fourth grade. I remember seeing. Circus. Fun, we came down here, yeah. but I mean, then you had like the carnival, like local carnivals. They'd have some goofy yeah. shit, but I don't think yeah, I've this ever was seen almost, like a. Was that really the this movie was almost more like a carnival? It was it a traveling. It, like they'd set up shop for 
Yeah, I don't a remember weekend there being and then move, like I think. acrobatics and and elephants. What no, it was more of like a sideshow yeah. kind of thing. But a lot of it was but, scammy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, we can take the break here. All right. So we each have probably. I have seven left. I have three, six, seven left too. All right. Got to start up. All right. So, Kirosa. Curiosa? Curiosa. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever the fuck. IMDb at 5.5. No meta. Tomato 36%. Audience 33. It's a French film. It made about $115,000. Is one of the ones your dad bought? Nope. No, this is one you bought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why I did that, he said no domestic. And the director was Lou... Juliet something we're not going with that but um <laughs> so this movie is basically did you watch it It yeah it's my only loosely favorite. based on a true story apparently um so it's based on an erotic um uh photo slash book of back in the 1800s. So this movie is based in 1890s. Um, okay. They are actually really pe- real people, right? Yes. Yeah. And so I'm just going to go with this real quick. It was Paris, 1895. So um, what this was is this girl's family, the main girl is Maria. Marie. Um, she basically comes from a family of three sisters and their father is bad with money, just bad. And so they ended up like selling off their daughters, basically. There was some arranged marriage. Yes. Going on. Yeah. So, um, the one guy, Pierre has been hooking up with Marie for quite some time and the family knows that this and that, and his business partner, um, Henry, um, he like he knew that Pierre was hooking up with this girl, blah, blah. Well, Henry is supposed to go with one of his other sisters because she's like, I like him, blah, 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 we're good. And what happened there is because Henry knew that, he chose the girl that Pierre was having an affair with or sleeping with without being married. Okay. And Pierre is like a professional photographer, man whore. Um, you know, like he's writing like this book about uh, their sexual experiences and having explicit photos of them off to the side and shit. So um, all that's going on with Pierre. Well, once um, Henry found out that or once Pierre found out that Henry chose his girl that he was banging, um, which he actually loved, um, he ended up like, I'm leaving. So he left for two years to go do photo sh- sessions somewhere else. And um, so what happened after that is um, after they did those, uh, he came back. And, um, once, um, Marie found out, she's like, but her husband, like Henry's like, 
well, he brought back a girl from blah, 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 and she I guess she's totally hot, this and that. Well, one of the photo sessions he was doing was with his friends, and supposedly this girl who's his girlfriend, or he's hooking up with, is doing a photo session with one of his friends, and then she ends up blowing his dick. And... You're just like, what the fuck? Like, you're supposed to be with him and this. And then Marie shows up and she hands her, like, all this money and stuff and, like, tell her to leave. Like, hey, here's my jacket. Put that up and here's a coin for a thing. So they end up banging right when they get back or when she found out. And then, like, she ends up going to see, he ends up going to see his old business partner, which is Marie's husband, Henry. And he, they're trying to act like, oh, we haven't seen each other in a while. Oh, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. But they just literally banged it out. And um, so this is all going on and stuff. And finally, like, Henry knows that they've been banging and doing all this stuff behind his back. And he ends up wanting to listen to it at the next room and stuff. And... um. This is after, like, he kicked out the girl that he brought back, like, the hot girl, like, hey, you gotta leave, this is my new girl, side chick, and, well, after all this went down, he basically said, I'm leaving again. So he left her again for another, like, two years. I think it was two years. It could have been sooner. And, um, she ended up sleeping with their friend their best friend, his best friend, which he ends up killing himself because he slept with her. Jesus. <laughs> and, um, some magical pussy. Yeah, and, you, um, <laughs> so yeah, there's some weird shit going on. Yeah, in this it sounds French like another film. weird French film. It and is. so how this movie ends Because I feel is, like it's a little confusing too because you're, you're telling me like he slept with her and he's and like, everybody sleeping with everybody. Hell. And so how this ended up is Henry... The one that bought the sister, um, or bought Marie. <laughs> didn't buy her. Yeah, he, well, he, he got put, he paid off his family's debt. Her, he paid I off his family's is... debt. He bought her, man. That's what <laughs> yeah, they said. Yeah, he okay, paid off the okay. family's debt with that. So he bought her, and so. But she wanted him to. Like no, she didn't want her. She wanted her sister because her sister originally. That's what was, happened, isn't it? No, no, you're talking about Henry. Henry was supposed to marry the one sister, but he we're talking up... about George or Philippa or whoever yeah, the fuck we're talking about. No. <laughs> but no, so this movie ends up having both sisters getting double and dildoed with each other, too, because they end up making Pierre marry one of the sisters. I and... think of a Requiem. Yeah, yeah so there, there's, there's some... a bit of that. But this is... there, there is some of that. <laughs> But they're sisters. They're sisters. <laughs> yeah. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I have not much else to say about this movie besides watch it. It's a great French film. And I have two French foreign mil- films more than this guy over you here. You had more foreign films. Oh, I thought you were going to say you had two more to go. I was going to say, Jesus, <laughs> we're just going to French Fest? Yeah, I just had a orgasm. But you, you do like your French films. There's, I mean... I do remember, I think, the picture of it on the voodoo. Yeah, it's a girl's 
naked back. Like, yeah, yeah. Something like that. So it was like a veil over it or something, or maybe not. I, there was a few of them where yeah. I'm like, what is going on on this voodoo right now? Yeah, yeah there's some odd shit. All right. My number seven. I know it's going to be on your list. I feel bad having it this low, but The Last Duel. Last Duel is my number eight. Oh, okay. Tomato meter 85, audience 81, IMDb a 7.4, Metascore 67, director Ridley Scott, written by Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, sorry, <laughs> Matt no. Damon and Nicole Hoffacenter, uh, Hoffacenter, Hoffacenter, I don't know. Didn't see a budget, did you? A uh, hundred million. Oh, fuck. No wonder he was so mad. <laughs> yeah. US 10.9, worldwide 30.5, because he made that comment about millennials not going to the movies anymore yeah, it's like oh i just blame the millennials for your movie troubles he, he kind of won the scorsese way too where comic Marvel. book movies aren't fucking movies yeah stars matt damon ben affleck adam driver jody comer how's that you say her name no nope. and martin salkis i only mentioned him because i always see him and i'm like i know he, that guy yeah. he's all over the place he played her dad um so yeah, I might have to pull up their names. There was Legree, which is Adam Driver, and there was... This also is based, based on, on a true story. Based on a true story in the 14th century? Yeah, four, 15th, 14th, And it's like something. taking place in like um, Normandy. Like a lot of us mentioned is Normandy, and it's France. Yeah. So it's weird to think of Normandy because we know Normandy for another reason, obviously. Like, yeah. From, you know the last hundred years as opposed to 700 years 600 years but uh let me pull it up quick but anyways yeah legree is adam driver matt damon is um john de carouge and he they basically they're i like to think of it because there's king there's the king played by alex lawther from uh, the end of the fucking world but Affleck is more of like a... He's almost like a county sheriff in a way. Yeah, maybe like a governor. To yeah, something... In, I was thinking like Sheriff of Nottingham. He's like a regional... Yeah, so he's new in his role, is how I understood it correct. Yeah. And he... I don't want to say friends, but him and Adam Driver's character, he sees talent in Adam Driver, even though Adam Driver's character is was Matt Damon's... Um, squire squire yeah he's he knows he's intelligent he's good with numbers good with numbers and... he can read which yeah. is rare for a lot of people then like but he uses him to like collect taxes and shit for the crown right and, and... he basically the movie comes down to like jody comer ends up marrying john carouge which is matt damon because it's more like again another kind of arranged marriage situation. Yeah, but there's something where the father owes a debt, and it's almost like to kind of pay his debt off or something, isn't there? I but the to... the property was supposed to go to Damon as part of the dowry. Yeah. But then Affleck's character comes and takes that, and he sues away. them. Yeah. And which causes obviously a rift instantly. They hate him. Yeah. And even Adam Driver distances himself, even though it's like he kind of owes Carouge a lot. I mean, I, yeah, they almost 
depict them as brothers. Yeah. Like like war brothers. Well, the opening scene is like the beginning of the duel, and then it kicks in, and there's three chapters. There's Jean Carouge version of events. Yeah. There's Legree's version of offense, and there is Marguerite's version of offense. The event is that essentially that she was raped. raped. She accuses Legree of raping her. <coughs> and you get the versions and obviously hers is the most like holy shit like yeah it happened but adam drivers is still like she's playful all of them but it's, are yeah they're they, all questionable they they depict well, Damon, the same event well damon's isn't really you know because he's not there right but he sees how adam driver's behaving how his wife's behaving and it, a lot of it comes down to at the tr- original trial or the dis- whatever it would be like almost like a grand jury almost where it's like exactly it's like should we even go to this duel and it's that she made a comment about her friends mentioned that adam driver's character was attractive and she agreed but she wasn't the one that initiated it yeah it was it was a lot of he said she and you gotta remember in 600 plus years ago that women because remember the mother his matt damon's mother you know, gets on her about like you shouldn't have done this. Like, you don't right. think you think this never happened to any of us? Basically, like, it's just part of the world that women. There's no rights. There's no. Oh, absolutely. So like, women being raped by other men is not unusual at that I time. Mean, uh, as weird as yeah, that, terrible yeah. as that is. Um. But yeah, it's it's it was well done. I liked the way it was set up and that you got the perspectives. And I like and the, Adam Driver. I think his character truly doesn't believe he did anything wrong, because at the very end in the duel, he when he has him yeah. and yielding essentially, like I'm gonna, get uh, yeah, I he's did like I wrong. did not do this. Like, and there's the counterpart of like her life is at risk because if Matt Damon dies, if she Matt also Damon dies. dies. She dies. Yeah. So like, and she's pregnant. Yep. Presumably with Adam by Driver. Adam Driver. Because they asked the whole thing. Yeah, there's a whole thing. Remember, he's like, if, like, basically, if you're, if intercourse leads to a baby, it means that. That means it was consensual. It, it was consensual. It's and that, sci- he even says, they even say what? it's scientific. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, oh, God. Up. God, the world's come a long way. But I also liked how, I mean, I did a little bit of research on, like, the actual story. Cause this was I wish the, I had. I didn't. I didn't do enough, but it the ambiguity they left in the movie, I liked. Like you don't really know. Yeah, you don't have what actually happened, which I I, I like. Yeah, I even tried to notice at the very end when it's she's with the little boy, her little boy, because it even mentions in the tight the subtitle the prologue like that Damon's character died a year later. In yeah, but the little boy's blonde, so it's like. Well, neither of them are blonde. Like, it's not... And she is. But it's like, you don't really have, like, a visual cue where it's like, holy shit, that was right. like Adam Driver. But even, you know? like, that in you assume, you assume it's her, his kid, but... Right, because, I mean, they've been... You, you can't give me an error. Yeah. And then, so you just assume he's infertile at that point. And then... No, it's scientific, she gets, man. They just she learned. gets raped, and then she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. So, okay, it's most certainly Adam Driver's. But they never overtly say one way or the other. So, I I don't know. I liked it. It was really cool. And, I mean, really, Scott, he's a fucking... 
Genius. Well, you know he can do some old shit because he did with Gladiator. Yeah. Obviously, that's way back, but I feel like anything, anything before like the colonization of the Americas or like the transatlantic slave trade is like kind of like its <laughs> yeah, own it's world. It's fun, like, whoa, yeah. this world's way separated. Like, we don't know shit. Like, the 1400s could be the 800s, and I wouldn't know. The oh, yeah, absolutely. No, don't but, they say he died in the Crusades? Does it say that? Or am I, I, I it might have. Which, if I that was the case, it would be like the were, 1400s, I thought. I thought it was the 14th century or the 1400s. I not as up on my world history as I mean, used to be. But. The idea that it's called the last duel because this was the last like, legitimate duel to the death that was done by law or something. Really? I, I think so. What was like? What about like the Burr and Hamilton shit? Oh, uh, I mean, that was probably I, not by law. <laughs> probably not. I mean, at least they were using guns, so it's different. Yeah, that's true. This is pre. This is joust. Joust and then swords. Did I remember right too in this movie that I saw a Roose Bolton sighting? The guy from Game of Thrones that played Ramsay. I believe he was in this. Or yeah. Bolton. I think I remember who he was, but he's in it. I believe so. I saw him at something recently. It had to be this then. Because it was like a medieval level. And like we were talking before, like you watched half of it. The the night I went to sleep, I wasn't tired because I was bored. I just started it late. And I was kind of halfway through, I was like, man, I'm tired. I was like, I'll just finish this tomorrow. I love these types of movies. You didn't watch it because I didn't even try and get you to watch it because yeah. i knew you wouldn't like it that's why i haven't said shit i don't think it was too long either i think it was long but it wasn't like 250 or it's something no i mean it, there were some moments that could be cut but it wasn't like jesus christ yeah none of these dragon. movies in fact none of these movies to me even nightmare alley as long as it wasn't i never felt like god damn this is dragon like, yeah I might pause it to go grab a drink or something and be like, oh, shit, I'm only an hour in or whatever, but... Right. I yeah, was impressed. I, I was... I like this movie a lot. I think I, back in, let's say this came out 10 years ago with that budget, I think it actually makes a couple hundred million. Worldwide. Yeah, I mean, this one got it only made crushed by the... The pandemic. Yeah. And I think this one was supposed to come out in 2020 and just... Oh, okay. Got pushed and pushed I was going to say, pushed. dude, I fucking love Adam Driver. He is a great actor. They made him kind of a whiny bitch in Star Wars, but in everything else I've seen him and I liked him. Yeah, they did. But I, yeah, like Marriage Story is incredible in that. He Black Klansman. Black Klansman. Like he's a good, he's a really good actor. And he has an interesting story, obviously. He was like a Marine. Yep. I think he served in Afghanistan or Iraq. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, good movie. That knocks one off yours. That was your number eight. That was my number. You should eight. just go though, because you haven't gone in a while. Yeah. I have six left. So do I. My number six is The Green Knight. That's my number five. I was hoping you had that on there because I didn't rewatch it. Okay. Yeah, I watched this two days ago. Okay. I don't think I've seen this. You didn't. I kind of because this kind of falls. I kind of want to talk to you though. So, once we get into it about like, I'll just chill for a minute. About like some of the like 
symbolism or like what the fuck happened really because i kind of don't fully understand i didn't yeah, look too I, deep into like <laughs> details on on youtube and stuff well is an imdb a 6.6 metascore of 85 89 percent tomato meter 50 percent audience 15 million dollar budget domestically 17 million 173 thousand three hundred twenty one dollars Worldwide, $18,888,418. Written and directed by David Lowry, which was based on a poem, which I didn't write down. Also from like the 13th or 14th century, but about Sir Gawain. Yes. David Lowry is the one. I tried, I remember the name, so I looked it up. He did a ghost story with Casey Affleck. I did not watch that for a year, but I wanted to. It's weird. Well, this is kind of true. It, the, that one's yeah it's interesting so i was surprised when i first saw the trailer because justin's the one that sent me the trailer like dude you've seen the trailer for this green knight movie <laughs> i watched it and i was like david lauer oh the guy that did ghost story like this seems kind of a little high budget for him in a way yeah and again it's an a24 movie mm-hmm. takes big swings i i can understand why people don't like this movie I agree, but, but I, I like it. it. I, I like it a lot. I was impressed. This will be one that's in my Blu-ray collection or whatever. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, I'm Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, Alicia Vikander, and like I said, I bought it in January, and that was the last time I watched it. Oh, yeah, it's got Joel Edgerton, Sarita Chowdhury, and it's got uh, Barry Keown, and what, who's the kid from Dunkirk. He's the one oh, that's yeah, the yeah. scavenger that they that robs him. <laughs> but, yeah, it starts off like a, the very first scene, he's, like, on fire sitting on the throne. And then, like, it cuts to – I love how they did the titles, too, or, like, yeah, it would, like, advance the story. Like, all right, here's a chapter. Very old-school script. And, like, he – you know, fucking one. Mix. Like he walked up or woke up in a brothel, and like, or something, oh. and then went to like King's Court. Yeah, he went to like King's Court. The knight walks in, like yeah, the knight who looks almost like a, tr- like yeah, it's borderline like he's part tree. Like it's almost like, and the guy that does the voice is the guy that played the, I think he's the guy that played the dad and the witch. Yes, it is. And he's in Game of Thrones at some point. Yeah. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's a good actor. Cool voice. But yeah, he, he's deep Scottish Irish. But he something. is like, I can't remember. I just watched it two days ago. But he like basically opens the invitation to like a a battle, a duel, so to a speak. duel. <laughs> but like during the duel, like Dev Patel steps up, and or Sir Gawain steps up, and he just kind of lets him kill him like he just sacrifices he chops his head off yeah, we're gonna do but then he picks up his own year. fucking head and there's like <laughs> it was christmas and he's like you have one year to like till we battle again yeah and over that next year is what you see for the most of the rest of the movie and it shows him like he gets on horseback well there's like that backs drop of like the witches almost and one of them i think is his mother Played by Serena yeah, Chowdhury. Yeah, that's right. And it's almost like she's in control of like him being able to kill. Like it's almost it, that part evaded me of like I don't understand this really. Like, which might be why some people didn't like it. I would imagine. What so, I feel yeah. like, unless it's like 
absolutely stupid. I like ambiguity. Like I like being Most like definitely. what I like being able to discuss if you and me and four other people were here, we may have five different answers or six different yeah. answers of like this is what I thought. Yep. And I mean this movie's fucking gorgeous. Oh yeah. Like, that scene with the fox when they go up the hill and there's those people, shadow people, like full sized up in like the hill. Them, yeah. I was like and I don't even have a great TV, but I was like, holy shit. And like theaters, this must have been incredible. Yeah. And I mean, I can't, I vaguely remember him having to go fish out the head. Yeah. The... For, uh, there's the woman, the redheaded with the freckles where she's like, because at his home, his lover is a leech of a canter, but yes. he doesn't really love her. It feels like. Yeah. it's. But I think over time he did, realizes he did from a few things, but like, this woman comes up and she's like, you have to find my head basically to like, I don't know, not to leave, but like he has honor. So he goes yes. and fishes the skull out of the lake, brings it back. And like, I'm trying to remember if he sees her beheaded, like he's holding her head all of a sudden, not like the skull. Right. And it's fucking weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's that, yeah, that's that. And then later on in the film, it's like there's a point where they're married. It's, was that it's, like it's after at, he meets the guy again? The when the beheading is about to happen, yeah, and he, and he has almost like a flash the, of what his life could have been yeah, in different yeah. scenarios. The Joel Edgerton part, that part is like where I'm kind of like I don't know what was going on in this. When he was like the, the, was he the drunk fucking like manor? keeper yeah, that was like, like going hunting and shit yeah yeah that... and like he has him God, stay I... in his home but like uh, that part was only that part was vikander to... yeah vikander vikander's right? the guy's yeah. daughter but it's like he recognizes her but she doesn't know him <laughs> yeah. and she's got longer hair at that point and is like prettier looking god damn she i was. fucking love her and then like at the v... yeah the end is like when he goes into the forest the fox is like talking to him at some point yeah. weirdly. <laughs> yeah. And then he like meets the the I guess because the, there's that green belt thing. I didn't understand that fully. Yeah, there were a few fucking things like that. There was that. Cuz he's wearing it. Remember he's wearing it and then he has the flashes into the future where he's older and he has a kid with with the red-headed woman that he found the skull of and he's unhappy. You can tell he's not happy with his life. And then like his head is rolling on the floor yeah. at that point. And then yeah, they're like, they do. He keeps telling, like, he keeps, it was almost funny where he's like, oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Like, he's about to let him behead him. And finally, when he, I think it's <laughs> almost like right. the, it's almost like the, because I think he was the Green Knight, actually, as the tree was. And he became the Green Knight. I could see like that. Like a successor yeah. almost. Yeah. But he, um, what's the last line? Do you remember? Because he looks at him and he's like, Almost basically, like, now you understand. Like, now you have honor. Like, you... There was something like you've that. You've had yeah. honor, so I'm not going... Like, he doesn't behead him, I don't think. They don't see it. No. Or he's about to let it... He it, Maybe he feels that he's accepted it, and that shows he has honor. It's That's the thing. It's, like, ambi it's ambiguous, you know? Like... I'm trying to remember. I just watched it a couple of days ago, but... That last scene kind of blew me. I was just like, oh, shit, that was dope. Like... And, yeah, it is, I mean, I'm sure Dune is on yours at some point. Yeah. And if that movie didn't come out this year, this would have been the best-looking movie I think I saw this year. 
I can I can agree with that. Yeah. It's fucking great. Just crazy from David Lowry of all people. He's kind of <laughs> right. Because yeah, those I, stories I, I, are I, not I, visual at all. I mean, there's some visual stuff that's kind of funny in a way, but not like beautiful. Yeah, right. But I I did want to rewatch this movie and just didn't. Yeah, I'd get like to, to go it. more in depth because I know the first. I'm not gonna lie, the first like half hour I was kind of fucking around on my laptop while watching it, so I wasn't like hundred percent keyed in. Right. So was, I mean that could have affected, but it's my number five. So. Yeah, and says so my number six. Yeah, I've got one, two. I have five left, but Trav hasn't talked in a while, so we'll we'll get back to you. Back yeah, at you. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So I have seven left. Oh, I have six left. Okay. So my other one is one I haven't seen in a while, but we did a podcast on it. It's a good movie. Um, Army of the Dead. IMDb of 5.7, Meta 57, Tomato 67, Audience 75, um, no budget. Netflix movie. You're not yeah. gonna Direct, director Zack Snyder. Um, David uh, Batista. <laughs> and then Ana de la Rega. And then Omer Hardwick. But no. Omar, I think. I love how this movie starts off with like giving a good old fashioned blowjob on the road. And then it <laughs> leads into the whole town of Las Vegas is fucked. And then it goes, hey, I need my money out of the safe. So they get all these people that like, aren't they like convicts or something or? They're mercenaries. Mercenaries. More, I it, mean, yeah. everybody gets. It's like an Ocean's Eleven kind of thing. You bring in people with skills. Yeah. No matter the. So, the, so they had to go <laughs> yeah. inside this little compound area where there's all these zombies everywhere. And then, um. Um. Jesus. Uh. So, no, I'm just telling you, I have really bad shooting pains right now on my wrist. Um, it's from all the, you know. No, it's this hand. Okay. No, it's this <laughs> hand right here, but this is my jerk off. Okay. Um, just keep it moving. So, from what I remember is they went through all this shit. A lot of people were dying. Um, then the U.S. government was just like, hey, we're going to bomb the shit out of this. And then they went early and... Um, there's all this safe with a hundred million, but how the fuck they're going to get out of there? They're shitty helicopter and yeah. people had to sacrifice things. And I don't know. I really enjoyed this movie a lot. It was, I mean, it is a Zack Snyder film. Again, it, they could have cut a half hour, but Zack Snyder, this movie. Great. Like he did two this year. The Zack Snyder cut of oh yeah Justice League Justice yeah. League, but I mean my number one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this was a great movie. I enjoyed it. it it's a good flick. Did you see it? Mm -hmm. no. I remember the trailer, and I know he did. Didn't he do the 
Dawn he of the Dead? did the remake of Dawn of the Dead, yeah. Which was good. Which was 2002 or three or something like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I caught that on cable like years ago. Kind of went back to his roots, but it's a high action. Visual, Zack Snyder visually, film. yeah. They use music well, like Zack Snyder does in all of his films. Like I still think Watchmen's his best film that I like the most. Sucker Punch is cool. Sucker Punch is cool. I I, I don't know if it's great, but it's cool. Dawn of the Dead, I think. Dawn of the Dead, probably too. Yeah, I'd say the Dawn of the Dead or Watchmen's just so perfect with like it stuck frame for frame to that motherfucking graphic novel, and they did a great job for sure. Oh yeah, but that's a different. I don't know. This movie. Did you like it, Tom? Uh, This one? Yeah, I liked it. Um, They they also had a sequel drop this year. uh, 22? Army of Thieves. Oh, no, that was. I think it came out in December. I think it still falls into this. Oh, really? It's a sequel to this movie? Yeah. Well, it's a prequel. Prequel. Army of Thieves, Mm -hmm. where. Oh, the German safecracker. That's basically his origin story. That's the thing these days. They can just, any sort of movie, they can just jump off and I mean, throw a fucking origin or a solo film to this guy. Yeah, the, the Army of the Dead is Batista recruits a team to rob a bank that's, and they have like the alpha zombie and are they just like criminals or are they like they don't have any supernatural powers it's not no, like no, suicide they, squad or something because it's no, reminding me of like how suicide squad sounds where it's like we got a bit. team of like the most fucked up dudes and ladies. it's it's humans versus zombies but it's very much an ocean's 11 where everybody has a certain set of skills yeah. that they need shit yeah it sounds cool i mean i remember the trailer looked fun yeah, it's it's a fun film for sure. You wonder at some point if the zombie genre is gonna just run out because like it have The Walking Dead. I mean, it's a lot been around since the sixties. Yeah. Night of the Living Dead. No, sixty eight, I think. Right around there. Actually, one of the first movies I remember seeing. Like, and I know that sounds weird because I was little. But probably, I'd say that's that might be the first scary movie I ever watched. I was probably only like seven or eight, man. I remember that. My parents watched it with us. Well, I mean, being in black and white, it takes a little bit of the edge off, maybe. But well, the first scene in the graveyard where somebody just well, bites yeah. someone to death, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. I don't remember having nightmares or anything. I remember being like, "Oh, that's yeah, that's scary." Then I jump into slashers and The Shining and shit like that. But yeah. And- world explodes yeah all right so i got five left you have five we all have five now five left everybody has five i'm gonna knock one off our list and we're gonna be mad at me probably for the ranking but number seven spider-man no way home that's my number two like i said this could have been easily two three somewhere in there like i no knock I i watched it last night I'll get into it in a minute. So, tomato meter 93, audience 98. IMDb at 8.7, Metascore 71. Is it John Watts? Did John I write? Watts. Okay. What's interesting about him is I looked up, he's 
I was like, how did he get this franchise? And then what I looked at was like, I don't know what this is. How did he get this franchise? You know? He directed Cop Car. That's uh, what I'm saying. I was like... That was his claim to fame. But the ratings aren't even like high on that. Like you would have thought he would have done something big enough like a good indie where it's like well even like marvel or sony or whoever will grab like all right we'll take this up and comer he's done a great job with all three movies but this one's the best yeah written by chris mckenna and eric summers did i write that i wrote it really small summers these numbers might be off because these numbers are from like a few weeks ago budget 200 million us 775.4 is that higher? Seven ninety five point. Yeah, I'll let you say the numbers at least, because I mine are off. My my worldwide's one point eight four billion. It's probably over two now. One point eight eight. Oh. Essentially, right. we just went a week ago on Sunday to the theater. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he texted me yesterday afternoon, and I was as soon as I saw that, I was like, well, I'm gonna either watch it tonight or tomorrow. Uh, Tom Holland, Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch, Alfred Molina, Willem Dafoe, Thomas Hayden Church. Toby Maguire, spoiler alert, Andrew oh, Garfield, everybody. Alert. Yeah. Dude, I gotta say, I was so happy to see Toby Maguire on the screen. So, it just made me so joyful. I'm like, because yeah. he acted, he acted really like great. There was something almost you could f- feel from him where it's like, I'm grateful to be here. Like, so this how, meant a lot to my career. How I have to say about this movie, real quick. Did you? What? This is on your list. Yeah, I saw it okay. twice. Okay. Did you guys watch it again? Recently, yeah, no, it's not St. Patrick's Day. Okay, because I last I was... night a couple times I got interrupted. I think my wife, I was, but I was like, "Fuck, are they trying to watch it right now?" No, like it was no. like nine o'clock. Wait, last night, yeah. Oh yeah. You, I no, okay. I was just okay. making sure because I was so, like, "Damn, I interrupted a couple times." I was like, "I wonder if they're trying to watch it." This movie, particularly, um, I have to say, fuck you. I think you fucked my brain up. My bad. Um, is this your favorite Spider-Man movie? Oh, oh no, tough. this is where I was going. Okay. Yours is two. I know. Okay, you. so shut the fuck up. Um, all right, shit, dog. No, 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 I have to say it before I forget. Go ahead. So what I want to say about the Spider-Man is, I want wanted to know like how they were gonna fit this all together. Because when I knew that all the like Toby McGuire and everybody's coming back at Spider Man, mm-hmm. um, Garfield and stuff, I was like, okay, they have to do this pretty precisely because this is not gonna work if they don't do it right. And right when we saw in theaters, and I walked out, looked at uh, Tom over there, I said, they did it right. Yeah, it's, it's they awesome. they did it great. They brought back like multi multi universes and stuff like that. All three of the and it makes thousand. sense with how they did it. And I would not be upset if they brought back like a mini whatever thing with the other Supermans. Like bring back those other universes. Like McGuire have his own movie again in his forties. Yeah. I actually weirdly would be okay with that. I... Like. Yeah, I. It's been so long since I've seen like three, so I can't really remember like how bad of a taste that left was, in people's mouths. It was not good. I still blame Topher Grace because I just hate Topher Grace. <laughs> I do too. To my seat, I'm like, what the fuck, bro? But I, I'm not 
quite sure because, I mean, just jumping to the fucking very end. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about bringing Venom. Yeah, that, I saw that. That Venom. Yeah, the... Into the MCU. I don't... Well, I would, that's the thing. I, I love when I was fucking watching Tom last, Hardy, but that... When I was watching it last night, I was trying to remember shit. in three exactly what happened because it had been so long and i remember sandman and i remember but i was trying to think like could they drag fucking topher grace into this movie right now like i couldn't remember i was like i can't remember what happened to these people even with keaton vulture i was like are they gonna drag vulture into this i couldn't remember what happened to him vulture shows up in morbius yeah from oh, okay. the trailer so that's but... why i was wondering like i wonder if they're because he didn't get he's probably the lone well, Rhino doesn't get dragged in either. No. Um, I like that they pointed out little things. Like, Jamie Foxx is like, wait, I thought your hair was all, like... <laughs> and, like, the... I loved yeah, the... Yeah, there were so many callbacks, too. I loved when they hug each other. and like, But I also love that all three of them had a loss. Where it's like, my Uncle Ben. And it's like, oh, well, I mean, that's... And like, But it's like, it's it was nice, because the... They were all the they're same all, mind in the same way in the other different universes. They're all but, slightly different in what they lost. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he lost May, you know, like. Which that was surprising. I was kind of like, oh, shit. Like. Yeah. The hot May. <laughs> 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 not Sally fucking Field. Yeah, not fucking that old woman. I can't know, don't know her name, but. Yeah, eye for an eye. But. Did you remember all all the villains that were on the screen? Um, like, there was a few that, that I did not know. I couldn't remember Lizard. Garfield. Lizard I don't remember a lot of Garfield ones because I thought that was shitty. So I've only seen each of those out. once. What what was what one was Lizard even in? He was in the first one. He was Doctor Kirk Connors. He's he in the first first Garfield? Garfield one. Okay, the Amazing Spider Man. He was a scientist that actor was actor Reese Ifans. Yeah. Is it behind me? Yeah, it's in there somewhere. But he was uh, one of uh, Peter's professors who was missing an arm and tried to grow up back using lizard DNA because they can grow their tails and shit. Yep. Yep. And went too far and tried to turn all of New York City into lizards. Can I ask you, because you, you obviously love several different comic iterations of characters yes is spider-man partially like one of your is he one is he your favorite possibly because the science aspect of it and you were a physicist you went to physics and stuff no not i don't i don't think so i would say all of them have science based i mean obviously jamie or electro that was just like an accident but he wasn't a scientist was he he wasn't no uh he was I mean, they changed it up from the comics to the movie. If I remember correctly, he was like a fucking consumer's energy guy. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He was like an energy worker. Yeah. Well, he wasn't a scientist of any kind. And I remember because I used to watch the cartoons, you know, whether it be Spider-Man or X-Men or any of those, Batman, all those after school when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's what... You know what one they've never touched on that I remember? Is Hydro. Was Hydro a Spider-Man? Hydro Man was. I always thought Hydro Man was cool. They kind of did that in the Mysterio one. Like oh they, yeah. I mean, that's another thing I was trying to of. bring back. Is like it's been since these movies came out. I was trying to remember like 
the Mysterio stuff where it's like he reveals. I was like, did he reveal it at the end of that movie before? I can't remember. Like, yeah, he did. That was one of the button scenes. Like, what? They cut it just like from uh, the first one when May finds out that he's what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's the same thing. Yeah, I like. I mean, Zendaya, and then uh, what's the character's name? This friend, the Asian Ned. Dude? Ned. They were good for comic humor, like, oh, the, oh my God, there's a lizard running at us right now, like, and there's a scene too where I think, who says a line? There's something about like that ass or something. Somebody says something about that ass. I can't remember. What it, they they each say something. It's when all three of the Spider Mans are there, and they say something similar but not the same. And I think Phil or Zendaya says something about, like, that ass or something. I can't remember what the word is leading into it, but I remember being like, God, I got to remember that tomorrow. And of course, <laughs> I don't remember. Strange was funny, obviously, just being, like, frustrated with yeah. Spider-Man. I like how they didn't overuse him either. Yeah. They gave him a couple of fucking scenes. and. Well, that at the very the end, there's the button. Basically, that's, like, the tra- part of the trailer. It was a tr- for... That was the trailer. Yeah, because I... Know. I was watching, I was like, I need to, because after there's a Venom one, I was like, I don't think there's another. So I was like, I need to speed forward in case you guys want to watch it again, just so it didn't. Right. Because the voodoo's weird like that, so I had to make sure I cleared it out. Yeah. And I caught the last five seconds where it's like the bad, strange one. Like, yeah, oh, it is just this a is trailer. The trailer. Okay. But yeah, I liked that a lot. Um, now I just want to ask you, and I can ask you too, I guess. You like Spider-Man, you like Marvel. Is this your favorite Spider-Man movie? I liked how they mixed it all together. I can't say it's my favorite. Because into the multiverse is in the running too. That one's really fucking good. Yeah, even that though it's not really part of this I, specific. I'm universe, excited but... to see where this is gonna go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they left it open where he's forgotten. And... I, I believe he's signed on to do three more. Granted, it's did I rewrite? Are him and Zendaya actually dating? They're yeah, dating. they're dating. Yeah. Good for oh, they're, good for them. They're, uh, good for them. I saw him. I saw. I saw him with his shirt off, and I was like, "Good God, good job, son!" Like, yeah, that's a good. I time. saw you in the devil. Devil made me do it, or the devil, whatever the devil's own, or what was that one from twenty twenty? Devil all the time. Devil all the time. He was pretty yeah. good in that movie. Good for so. good for them. Young love. Yep. But uh. Yeah, I'm curious because I don't know anything about comic stuff or how this all. I mean, Spider-Man. T- I, it was cool to see Octavius be good yep. once he was actually cleared of like the suits being and... bad. Because then at, there's that point where you're like, oh shit, he's like, I I'm taking care of this, and then you realize like, oh, he's actually being good. Like, because for a second I was like, fuck. Yeah. Like now we got Doc Ock again being. And then Goblin going good, and then. Reverting. See, that confused me because isn't that just a mental illness? Or did the machine fuck him up? It wasn't. Is the whatever their Oscorp fucking gas or whatever the fuck was in the first one. That, okay, so he reverted pre that. I mean... Because in my head, I was like, I thought it was just like more like a mental illness. I was trying to remember. I haven't seen Spider-Man 1 in probably 10 years. It was kind of a super soldier aspect, I think. Okay. It just went wrong. And then another question, because I haven't seen 3 in a long time, and I know he was involved. Was Franco still alive in the show, in the movies? Ser- I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, Franco died in the third one. Of course, 
with this well, aspect. Did anyway. oh, Norman did, did anyway. Die. They all they, they, did di- die. they all died anyways. Norman right. died, and so did Ock. <clears throat> so I'm like, I wonder if they avoided Franco just because like of what everything's going on. No, with Franco that, that, did die. He did, but, but they saying, could have brought they, him back. I wonder if they. Way. I wondered about halfway oh. through. I was like, are they going to bring him back? No, because of his whole. Scandal. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I wonder if because of that they decided. Mm-hmm. But probably I, a good choice. I'm glad they didn't because of that. But I picked this up. What I, being the Spider-Man. You guys have seen it twice. Yeah, we saw okay. it in theaters and mm-hmm. then a couple of days ago, three days ago. But when uh, Peter Parker finally says make everybody forget Peter Parker and strange is closing off the gaps. You can see like the silhouettes. There are so many Easter. Eggs I saw, I saw God damn it. What was, there was it? was a rhino. There was a rhino. There was a scorpion. There was a, uh, God, Craven, the hunter. So there was a carnage. Futuristic in the future. Potentially. We're gonna get. So here's my thoughts. How many more has he signed on for? I think three. Okay. Okay. So I'm down to four. Yeah, I knocked us all out right there. One, two, but I went. So, Tom, you go. I have four. I have four also. So, My number five is the Fear Street trilogy. Oh, I never I got could... around to this. I wanted to do that. The I reason is, is I, I was like, I don't want to watch three movies. I guess I could have watched uh, one and just been, talked about it. And you, I, I get that. I just I was like, I, I'm not committing three. I would I not have done this three. had we not. I probably wouldn't have watched three I heard movies. They were, cool. they were. They're great. I like those a lot. So I'm going to read the numbers off. One, two, three. So IMDb 6.2, 6. <coughs> 6.7, 6. 6.6. 6. Metascore 67, 61, 68. Round tomato score, tomato meter 83%, 88%, 90%. Audience score 62%, 80%, Netflix trilogy, no budget, no domestic worldwide it's directed by lee janiak directed every single one written by like 30 people am i can i ask you real quick is this rl stein related this is rl stein okay i was gonna ask if it was related i don't know if it's based on any of his i mean he had goosebumps and then he had a fear street like series i love the goosebumps that's our era though yeah i I think if we read them now, we would laugh, tear like For a sure. lot. These are hard R. Okay. I mean, they're Netflix, but they're graphic. The way I understood it is there's a connection in all three eras. Yes, the three run some, together. It's a monster it's... or what it is, but it made me think of it, where I'm like, it's like adults and children, but of course, there's, I'm guessing there's the same kids in different eras. It's different, because the first... The first movie takes place in 94, mm. I think. Good year. It was 94. And the second one is 78, 78 which is somebody, they run, con, like, first one ends, the second one begins. Second one ends, third one begins. So I guess that wouldn't be the same kids unless they time travel. Well, they play them off as, like, um, ancestors. The third one is like 1666. Yeah. 
And they use the same actors for... God, okay, I get it now. But... So the 94 kids are like the 78 kids' kids? No, they're... Or not. 94 and 78 get combined into 1666. But you said it's like ancestors. I'm saying it's like 1994, the kids in it. Is 1978 supposed to be their parents? <laughs> no. no. Uh, the second one introduces new characters and from part one and two all get combined into part three. Oh, cool. Okay. And it's Same all town based on or something. It's like Shady Vale and Summerside or something like that. Like half of the town is fucked. And the other half is living in luxury. It's like Springfield and Shelbyville and Simpsons. Or what was it in Parks and Rec? Oh, Eagleton. <laughs> Eagleton. Eagleton and right. Pawnee. Yeah. It, it's kind of that feel to it. Eagleton's just a bunch of fucking uptight bitches. You've got, there's essentially three main characters. A girl and her younger brother who's a nerd. And she's in a lesbian relationship with somebody who moved from the shit part of town to the good part of town. And okay. They broke up. And it's all about witches and... What was... Did he watch these? He did. We did them for a horror podcast. Help this guy out here. He's... Yeah, I'm struggling, dude. I'm not saying you're struggling, but you were trying to think, and I thought maybe I could help you. I don't know much about this. Fear Street, you watched them. I did, but we're I talking like you. 18 years ago. There's uh, nobody a note in it? Yeah, they're all teenagers, I take it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember these coming out, and I, I thought about watching them because I lived here then when they came out, I'm pretty sure. Spring summertime. The first maybe? one was early. I think they came out cumulatively. Scaled them, like yeah. scaled them. But still, like, it looked interesting. Are they actually scary? I would. They're different. The first one is more. Or is it more like mystery? They're, they all have a different feel to them. The first one is more. I'm trying to think. Because the second one is straight slasher, okay. like seventy eight. Which fits seventy eight because that's when like Amity Horrorville or Amityville Horror comes out. And, like, yeah, Halloween's it, around straight, that time. Friday the Thirteenth. It takes place at a camp. Those all came out in the same couple of years. The the third one was more like the witch. They have a lesbian relationship and they're burning them at the stake and all oh, that okay. shit. The first one is kind of. It kind of walks both lanes where it feels like a scream movie, but also like a, what was a comparable movie to that? I'm trying to think myself because I, I I'm know. trying to help you. Is it like, is there camp? Is it campy at all or is it more? Like no, it, it's played pretty straight. Because away from, like, when I saw one of the trailers, I felt like it was going to be, like, Goosebumps slash Tales of the Crypt. No, it's played straighter than that, for okay. sure. Like, Goosebumps, I... Is the visuals loved. good? Is it actually, like, pretty legit? Yeah, it's... I mean, it's kind of... 
cheap at points, but I mean they're that might be purposeful. They're playing it pretty straight. Okay, I think. I like the idea of it. It sounds because you remember that show I mentioned that I like the German show on Netflix, Dark. Yeah, that takes place over like. It's. I think it's. I'm trying to remember. It's like 2019, 1986, 2052, and then there was a 1600. It reminded me of that when I first heard. I was like, oh, they're like, and the characters are all linked in different ways to the four eras of that show. Right. And some of it's funny, and some of it's it's mostly serious. But like, it made me think of that where it's like 1666. There could almost be like. I mean, the entire- a more of a humorous feel to like playing on like hey we're in the 17th century like this is ridiculous kind right. of it, i mean it is three movies but it might as well be a mini series you can't okay watch the second one without watching the first one you can't watch the third without watching the if first there was a mini series would they have done it in order do you think they would have jumped around i know this is a weird question it's kind of on the spot I, but probably i mean I think it added to the story. Because the show Dark jumped around, where all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, oh, wait, we're in 1986? Oh, wait, we're in 2052? Like, there's links to characters and their parents and different stuff, so. Yeah. It sounds cool. I mean. I liked it a lot, and I was an Arlstein Oh, for sure. I owned a bunch of those. Oh, I owned. Third, fourth grade? That's, like, mostly what I read. I read a shit ton of those. I think we ended up like trying to I rem- sell them. Or I remember like, one them. where. Do you remember this one where there's like a roller coaster ride, mm-hmm. but it was like possessed or something? Do you remember that one? Yeah, to skip to different pages if you wanted to. That was one of those. Oh, like different endings and shit. Different endings. That was one of those. Yeah, Arl Stein was cool. Was that just a pen name or was that his real name? That was a pen name. Okay. Because it made me wonder how old he is if he's involved in this. That's like he was 25, 30 that. years ago. Like. Must be old as shit. Probably made a ton and, of money, dear God, back in his day. Oh, God, yeah. It was like the most popular books before Harry Potter for like a decade. For sure. And I would like to see them do more of these, too. Like a trilogy of movies. Just make it almost like the VHS from an anthology. You do a trilogy. American Horror Story did that in a sense. They were, they did some a of them series. were good, some of them were terrible. But they did cool, like there were links between a lot of them, and like using the same was actors a, and actresses. And it was a cool like idea. Yeah. I stopped watching after like season five or six, but like they're well, still doing a few it. I think. Seasons. I didn't. Yeah, it's on. The best one was the asylum one. But That's yeah, it's the just, one I didn't it's, see. <laughs> it's just interesting. It's like kind of. It's it's a cool premise to connect all these things. So. I like I, I'm like I said I look I I I would have watched these, but I didn't. I was There's, like, that's three movies just to fit one spot, and it. What if it doesn't make it? But yeah, yeah. I, I probably would have known to. after one. Like, okay, I don't think that's gonna make it, but like this would have been mine if I would have thought about it, but I didn't think of it. Yeah, I mean, it. I threw in a lot of freebies, but one of the freebies would have probably turned us into that. So I. Congratulations. Fuckers. I like the idea of just 
a story being told in three movies that they release within two weeks of each other. It's not yeah, Indiana Jones trilogy where or Back to the Future where it's told over damn near eight years. Yeah, you get it all at one shot. I have three left. I have four. Uh, I think I have... <coughs> Hold on. One, two... I have four. So, I'm going to propose a break because it's been an hour. This is our last one. I have four. I think we're going to have two at least. I if don't know. Not, you and me will have one. Yeah. So, let's put on a little pause or doodle. And I'll do one that I know you don't have one and you don't have one. So I chose this movie because John Cena's on a fucking rampage. Yeah, he is. I have this, but... Vacation Friends. Oh, I was expecting you to go other on that one. I thought you were Suicide Suicide Squad. Squad. No. I watched The Punisher. Or not Punisher. uh, What the fuck's it called? I fucking... What's the show they did? Peacemaker. Yeah, I watched Peacemaker. Yeah, I, I love Peacemaker. That. <laughs> it's great. I was that was another that was gonna be, so it's gonna be Free Guy or it's gonna be Suicide Squad. I chose Free Guy. Gotcha. Okay. But so I vote. I went with Vacation Friends. IMDb a six point three, Meta forty nine, Tomato fifty nine, Audience fifty three. Director Clay Trap or Clay Travis Tarvern Tarvern. <laughs> Had John Cena, Little Ray, Ho- Howie, <laughs> Howie, Murdoch, Hayner, Hagner. I can't help you. And Yvonne Orgy. <laughs> not be right, <laughs> but uh, I know Yvonne Strahovski. Yeah, who else? I don't know if that. she's in that. But no, great movie. I mean, this movie is. You start off with like. Um, it was not your yeah, yeah, go ahead. But though this like they started looking over the people at the jet ski and they're having a great time. They're like I want to be like them. Like, and this guy is like has everything planned. He's like, no, we're not gonna do it like that. We're gonna do this, this, and they get to their suite and literally it's flooded. It's because the people on the jet ski had the presidential uh, suite and they ended up like. Not like their hot tub fuck malfunction is what they claimed, and so it's John Cena and what's her face, a blonde girl, and um, I mean she's been in shit, but she's not notable exactly in any way. But I love this movie. Like it just cracks me up. Like they they see no harm. Like, they're there to, like, yeah, we spent all of our money. Oh, we just crashed our boat. Oh, it's just a boat. It's fine, guys. Like, whatever. We signed all these papers. And I don't know. I just laughed every time, like, they're trying to convince their story. I mean, it's... I'm trying to think of a movie that's comparable to, but it's kind of a trope. 
The crazy fucking people meet the fucking tight ass people and then straight waist. They just yeah, they help each other, essentially. Okay. But there was a whole like I've heard of it. I never watched it. I think it (laughs) dropped right on Hulu. Like it was going to go to theaters, but then shit went to hell. Mm. And so they just sold it to Hulu. Yeah. And it was pretty funny. I I don't know. It's just a good movie that just makes you laugh because John Cena's done a great role between his Peacemaker. A suicide Squad, stuff like that. Like, that is just hilarious to me. And Bubs, this is the third fucking movie from that guy. Was Ray Howery? Yeah, it's the yeah, third he had him one. A free guy, and I had him in Bad Trip, even though it was my <laughs> worst, but I still liked it overall. Mm-hmm. And... I'm telling you, get out. If that's if that's the same guy, right? It's the same guy. I'm, we're not, sure. I'm not making a Richard Dreyfus Bradley Whitford <laughs> well, mistake here. Better double check, but I'm I'm pretty <laughs> I'm not sure. Picking black guys with glasses. No, oh, <laughs> right, settle down. <laughs> but no, I really thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It made me laugh, and it's, it's, I like my comedies and. I don't have much else to really say about this. Just that it's a great movie, and definitely, like, if you have Hulu, watch it because it's worth it. Yeah, it's him. Lori Howard. Okay. Played Rod. Whew. <laughs> just, Getting me off the racism train. <laughs> just fucking missed a hate crime right there. <laughs> oh, shit. I almost uh, I thought I dropped my drink. Thank God you didn't. All right, uh, I guess I have three. No, I have four. I have three. I have three. It's weird putting this this low, because originally I didn't think I would, but my number six is Dune. That's my number four. Okay. Tomato meter 83, audience 90, IMDb at 8.1, Metascore 74. Director is Dennis Villanueva. Written by Villanueva, John Spate, Eric Roth, based on the book by Frank Herbert. Had a budget of $165 million. U.S. $108.1, worldwide $400.4. Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, and Oscar Isaac. It's two Zendaya movies in a row for me. Um, probably would have made more than 400 had we not been dealing with pandemic it probably would have i don't know if it would have made like a billion because i just don't think it's a popular story but i just don't think it's that unless you got repeat watchers that's the kind of the key that's where you get it yeah so i can't i didn't see this in theaters i can't imagine how beautiful it was in theaters this is one of the most beautiful movies i've ever seen 100 percent. i've read the book years ago i tried rereading it's a hard read I know that sounds odd, but, like, it's not like Harry Potter. Lord of the Rings could be tough sometimes with, like, the elvish language. But other than that, it's not a hard read. But, like, I've, this I've, is, like, you're in a whole new world. Like, I've been told this is dense. It's like a kind of Game of Thrones and there's, almost where yeah, there's, there's so much There are sequels that I don't that. know much about. He wrote, Frank Herbert wrote four Dune books, and his son wrote another, like, six I knew there were a bunch, yeah. Now I don't know how they had son stuff. It's kind of like with Tolkien, like his son wrote some stuff. I don't know if it's any good. Right. 
it's a dense book, but uh, what's what's your favorite line? Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the mind killer. That's a fucking the scene awesome in the, I love that scene in the book. It's the first chapter, I believe, where he puts he the. It's the first scene in the book. I believe it is where because I mean that doesn't happen until like an hour into the no no the the hand in the box that's an hour into the movie it's it's deep into it early like it's it's first may might be second chapter I think it's first though where he knows because they're determining whether he has some human in him and there's like it's kind of like he's the one basically by passing this test yeah yeah his mother did the (laughs) test too and like passed so like she's worried about him it's just man i can't the story is hard to describe like it's it's i mean it's a political battle between i mean you could but there's also like the geographical like position of like you're on this the atreides family is put in charge of the that planet of dune and it's like just the hell hole sand pit right. there's the sandworm. uh i mean it's it's tough i don't know it's hard to describe the story to people that's the thing of, i'm like lord of the rings or harry potter or star wars or whatever you could easily be like this is what the story's about no, dune is kind of tough it is but it also has that same i mean kind of the matrix where they're the chosen one or that fucking messianic well we only have the first dynamic. half of the story too that is also true where they end that that, that was my biggest problem because then die is barely in the movie really nine minutes four minutes six maybe tops yeah i, I mean, mean she's only in that scene with the battle with the guy which with the knife. i would have wished they kept her out of the like trailers and the advertising Capture right. as a cameo. They might have used it for more for money though, because a lot of people might be like, "Oh, Zendaya." Oh, okay. Right. I, I don't know a lot of her back. But is she not a Disney person? She was a Disney person. So there might be that fan base that's older now, in their twenties, where it's like, "Oh, hell yeah!" Because like, Euphoria is a pretty big show. So oh, she's a yeah. popular actress, and she's a talented actress. Spider-Man, Absolutely. Obviously. Yeah, so. I mean. But the fact that they used her so much in the advertising and they she was in there for four do, minutes. It's really in his dreams that you see her mostly yeah. until the very end. And she's in what? Yeah, it's like an eight-minute scene tops. Maybe. Yeah, she's like really this, kind of on the outskirts of it. This knife was given to me by my grandmother. It'd be an honorable way to die or yeah, whatever it's, the fuck. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting story. And a lot of it has to do with, like, resources, like I mean, their yeah. resources, melange, which is like that thing in the in the dirt, I guess. The spice. It's, the or... spice. Yeah, it's, it's about this. This is a. It's like old world, like Chinese silk or something. It's like an old <laughs> like. Bit. We're gonna fight over spice, which yeah, is called can... melange in the story or melange. I don't know even how to say it, but it's not meringue, but it's something similar to that. Where right? This is a spice war. <laughs> It sounds Anymore. extremely boring on the surface, <laughs> but visually, my God, the stuff with the Moa, the rolling training scenes, even whole, like the attack, the Harkonnens, where like the, the guy like grows up and there's like the where they drop down like in slow mo and fight. It's not even slow mo; it's just like that's how they float. Yeah, it was. It's incredible. I w- wish, like I'm. I, I think like... Inception in IMAX was the most 
stunning thing I've ever seen. For sure. Interstellar was up there, too, in a way. I think this one could have been right there with there. Like, it just is gorgeous. Yeah. Like, the way the, they make it's the gonna sand win. Move, it's going to win the it's gonna, visual thing. Yeah, it'll And probably wipe. some sound stuff, maybe. I'd have to see what the other nominees are. The, the score of this movie also, the... I forget who does the score on this. Do you remember? It's not Zimmer. It wasn't Zimmer. God damn it. It's going to piss me off because Zimmer was going to do it. But Speaking of, though, just let's jump in real quick, you and I here. Villanueva, his career. Oh, my God. Arrival, man. Prisoners, um, Sicario, correct? He did, he did Sicario. Sicario I think he's done basically all of. Did he do Enemy? I never saw Enemy. The one with the the double Jill uh, yeah, and I think was, that's him. I'm pretty sure it was. Did you like this? Did you watch it? He fell asleep. I, too. I don't like Dune. You don't like sci-fi. Yeah, I hate it. It was not my movie. I fell asleep. You know what's funny though? I was thinking about this as we were watching movie. As I was watching movies this time. You especially. It was Hans Zimmer. Was it? Yeah. And you uh, probably to a lesser extent, but him the most. The one movie genre I don't, I don't hate it, but I'd never have loved it is like spy movies or like. So I don't uh, like thrillers. Not, no, not thrillers per se. I don't. I'm not a Bond fan. I'm not a Bourne fan. I'm not an MI fan. I don't dislike them. I don't like all oh, these foods. Fucking suck. Sure, I get. Like yeah, Casino Royale was in my top. In 2006, those are my top 10. I'm not a fan. Of I just don't care. That's why, like, when you're like, you should watch Reacher, I was like, I don't have any interest in Reacher. I've heard the series is good. Oh, the, the, the show the, is The show movie sucks. Because Tom Cruise the, is about 17 inches smaller than the guy's The character. show is strong. The I've heard that. Very strong. Levitard and them were talking about how that good the show is. Yeah. That's the reason I even watched. Uh, you turned me on to the first couple episodes when we were drinking last time, but the. So I have three left. The Cena show. God damn, I keep forgetting what it's called. Oh, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Yeah. Levitar was talking about that. He's like, I fucking love this. Like, it's like Deadpool. Like, I love the humorous superhero. Like, <laughs> yep. it's like, great. But, like, I don't know. There's something. That's the genre I don't like, where he doesn't like sci-fi. And I can't. Uh, to me, it's crazy. Uh, it's like, how yeah. do you not like sci-fi? <laughs> I, but you I might look it. at me and be like, how do you not fucking like any of that stuff? Like, I don't. I'm not a Bond fan. I don't understand it. I like the Spycraft. Sorry if any of the Bond movies are on, the new Bonds on any of your lists. No, nope. I'm not a big Bond fan. I watched it and I did like it. It was a good send-off for him. I heard Malik was not a great no, um, villain. So. He's, yeah. But anyway, sorry to get off tangent. But so I Dune was three really, left. I enjoyed Dune immensely. I like Dune a great deal. I don't have a lot to say about it because the story is kind of confusing. I know it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I have three left as well. So I have two. I'm the one that chose Dune. Oh, shit. You have two? I have two. You have three? I have three. Then you just, I guess you go. Yep. So I'm going to do one that probably is on anybody's, but I'm going to do Nobody. I, that I never was got around to watching it. That was a good fucking flip. I love this movie a it lot. Cool. It's 92 minutes. Great movie. IMDb is 7.4. Meta, 64. Tomato, 84%. Audience, 94%. Worldwide, 55.7. Budget, $16 million. Director, Bob Odenkirk. He directed it? He didn't direct it. 
That's who I saw. I'll look it up. He's the star. He might have. I, I don't remember. No. Just keep talking. I'll look it up. That's what I wrote down, so that's what it was. It has Christopher Lloyd. No, the director's Ilya Nyshiller. Oh, so yeah, I broke the first person. He's the star. He, yeah, he's the... Christopher Lloyd, Connie Nielsen, Alexander Brikova. But yeah, I love this movie. Like... You when it's, you first watch it, you guys you think this guy's a pussy ass bitch. Like, just be honest. And then he pisses off. He's a suburban it, it, fucking. This yeah, is a docile family, man. Slowly reveals his true character. Yeah. And so what happens is this guy literally gets his ass kicked by the Russian people because they break into his house, and he only goes AWOL because of his daughter's stuffed animal is missing. But then that you find son out... son called he, him a pussy. Yeah, sure. son, son called him pussy. But he goes AWOL. And then you find out at the end that, oh, the stuffed animal is just not missing. It was just in a different corner. And <laughs> he killed everybody. So I got a question real quick before we get into... Like, does Bob Odenkirk... In this, is it, like, representative of, like, I don't know, like, it's not John Wickish? It is very John Wickish. It, it is, is very John Wickish. The Wick-ish. producers of this movie produce John Wick. Yeah. Okay. But it's played more comedically. Is it, yeah, so is it more almost not, not camp, but is it supposed to be purposefully, like, ridiculous that Bob Odenkirk of all fucking yeah, people like, is killing people? Yeah. That, okay, that's so it's, they're in on the joke. Yeah, for Good. sure. Good, okay. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Because when I heard this, I was like, I love Bob Odenkirk. I think he's a great actor. He's really funny, too. In fact, he's one of Elaine's boyfriends on Seinfeld once. He's the doctor who's not really a doctor. She's like, is there a doctor here? He's like, I'm not really a doctor. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyways, yeah. keep going. I'm sorry. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he's just get his ass kicked throughout this whole fucking movie. And that's all it's really about. It's There's... They do the John Wick, like, long, continuous shots. So the stuffed animal's representative of the dog? It's weird as those No, things. it's his not daughter's... The, his house gets broken. He's No, but like, I'm saying, like, the dog and John Wick is representative of, like, the stuff that he loses his shit. Based yeah, on that. That, that was the thing that set him off. Yeah, okay. for sure. It and sounds you good. Find out, you Christopher find out Lloyd plays his dad. Yeah. Rizza plays his adopted daughter. God, how daughter. fucking old is Lloyd now? He's like 89. He just signed on to be in uh, uh, Mandalorian. Wow. I think it's because they played Doc Brown 37 years ago. And he and looked, looked old as shit then. Yeah. But no, he's like 80 something. He's got to be in his early 80s. Yeah. But. Yeah, I can look it up. But sure. I, I mean, this movie Old itself. 60. I have to say, like, it's strong. It. You didn't see this? Dude, you want to shock you? Christopher Lloyd is going to turn 84 in October. Yeah. Jesus. So, yeah. I Odin mean, Kirk will be 60. Their birthday's the same day. Holy shit. What is. Yeah. They so, play they father and 22nd. Son. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. Next one. That's a good point, flick. baby. All right. So, I've got three. I've I'm going to knock. I think I'm going to knock one off. Do you want me? I think you guys are going to have this. At least you will. 
My number four is Belfast. Yes. That's my that's, number one. I have that. This I fucking love this movie. Really Dude, awesome. this movie was on my I'm pie. surprised you like it. Not yeah. surprised, but like I didn't think this Dude, would be a huge This was film. on my podcast for the that was Oscars. Your... I think after watching this, I was like, this is, it's not my number one, but it is the best movie I watched this year. The, the song, uh, the song that they did. The music they Everlasting played. Love. Yeah. Everlasting Love. When they, he did that thing at the wake. Let me just. It was fucking awesome. My Tomato Meter 87, Audience 92, IMDb 7.4, Meta 75, written and directed by Kenneth Branagh. Directed, or budget, no, I didn't have a budget. Did you have 25 a 25 million. Ooh. Well. Worldwide, I made 40.5. U.S. 8.96. Stars Jude Hill. He was Buddy. Louis McCaskey was his older brother. Catriona Balfe? Baif? Mm-hmm. I think is how it's pronounced. She's on some... I kept thinking when I was watching it, not to be creepy, I was like, this woman's hot for her age. Like, I don't know who this is, but I like her. Jamie Dornan, which was nice to see him break out. It's Outside like, of Fifty Shades of Well, it's of like Grey. Pattinson or Stewart, where it's like, it's kind of cool to see you actually do something cool like this. Judy Dench and Syrian Hands? No. Nope. Hands and Dornan are actually from Belfast. So is Brano. And Brano. Well, I knew that. Actually, yeah, I did know that. So this is like a personal story, especially for Hands and Brano, probably. Because Dornan's probably too young. He's not 50. Yeah, he wasn't. He's probably 40-ish, maybe. Bran- I mean, this is kind of loosely based from what I understand of Brano's like, childhood. I think this should win Best Picture. I don't think it will, but I think it could. It could. It should. I still think Power of the Dog's going to win just because for some reason. I like that movie, but it's... Yeah, I agree. But you know how it is. Yeah, this movie, that last like 20 minutes, like I was... Like I remember I rented it off YouTube for five ninety nine. I was looking through it. It was just like every comment... I grew up in Belfast. I fucking bawled at this. Like I, I didn't bawl, but I was like on the verge of tears for the last fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. it was tough. It's tough. Where you're just like, because really, it's a. F- I I viewed it when I was driving here. I was thinking like, how do I describe this film? It's a family film on three generational levels. It's about family, and like there's the grandparents. And like he dies in the end. They're not leaving. They're not he leaving. He wants to leave. He she wants doesn't. to leave. She doesn't because it is. And I don't blame her because I understand that feeling of like, this is my home. This is, I know the neighbors. I know I've nothing known. other than Belfast. And then the children, which saying. is Buddy Hill or Buddy's character, Jude Hill's character, his brother, which he's not in it uh, that much. And the, is it their cousin? It was their cousin. Yeah, Who's like getting him into like bad brought shit. Brought him like, into the gang and all robbed that shit. This, <laughs> she takes a fucking box of detergent uh the chocolate bars but they're not even good ones she's like pissed off about it like and i don't know i did i'm sure for people of belfast anyone who's over like my parents age or any of our parents age like that would be deeply personal like but it's about like knowing like the mom they leave in the end and judy dench stays behind but like how like after the grandpa dies how how you would feel like the mom makes a decision that's best at the end for her children. And that hit me deeply. Even though I don't have children, but it's like, you're doing what you think is best for yeah. them. Well, there was the thing too, because the whole, isn't the whole war over religion. It's like, 
you're it's a Protestants Catholic and Catholics. And Protestants. No, no. Because in our country, and you can go throughout our history, Catholics get shit on compared to Protestants. Like, we only have one Catholic president ever. Kennedy. Yeah. And John Kerry is the second closest to getting And him. even at that point, they're like, oh, he's taking fucking notes from the Pope or whatever yep. the fuck. Like, that was a big it draw, thing. And Kerry, he came semi-close. I mean, he was within 20, 30 electoral votes, maybe a couple states from winning. It was semi-close. It wasn't close as Gore and Bush, but but that was a thing that knocked, people knocked him for is he's Catholic. Yeah. Isn't that fucking crazy? Like it is bizarre. But like, I'm mean, not religious, but like who's to say anybody's right or wrong or whatever? Like that's how I feel. Like I'm agnostic. Oh sorry. Gotta edit this out, Tom. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like I'm not gonna call out somebody for their blame unless they say something absolutely asinine. Oh, of like, course. But I mean, I mean this is, this was sixty nine? I think so. And I love the black and white. I love that it was black. Yeah, and white. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I love that, that it was, was black. Like, and I, dude, this movie was one of my favorites. And the scene with like Dornan standing in front of like the guard, and then like his, like it was like that guy, the guy who was the Protestant. I, they were Protestant, right? Yeah, they were Catholic, correct? They were, they were Protestant living in a Catholic mm-hmm. community. That's yeah, what it was. Okay. Exactly. Sorry, I kind of missed some of that. Um. But that guy, no- the guy throughout that was like, right the, here. The guy throughout that was like, kind of like, the, his old buddy that came. Yeah. Came in, like, when he's, he's on the talking other end to in front of the other cops son and or shit. military, yeah. it's like, this is his wild. His dad works in England. Yeah, he was out. And um, they were attacking homes and businesses of Catholics on, on Buddy's Street. But I'm like a huge Kenneth Branagh guy. Like, as an I, actor and a director. He's great as an actor. I I mean, he did Thor. I know he's done a bunch of, like, Shakespeare shit. Yeah, he's been nominated. He got nominated in, like, the 80s and the 90s for, like, playing Henry V or, like, yeah, King Lear. He was, like, he's just kind of he that guy. He comes from that British I might watch play. some of those going back just to see how it is. Because, obviously, Shakespearean stories have taken a big part in our society. There are a lot of stories that you're like, oh, that's a Shakespeare story. You know? Yeah. Like, or that's King Lear or that's Hamlet or... Whatever, you know. For sure. So, but then in recent years, you know, he's in Harry Potter, he's in Dunkirk, he's in Tenet. Yeah, he was in Tenet. And, I mean, I think he did, uh, what was the Murder on the Orient Express? I think he directed that, starred in it, stars in the new one coming out. Well, you remember Death from on the we River did, Nile. We did Chamber of the Secrets. So you do, you he was the Gilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> yeah, like, the fucking asshole. Yeah, it's he's a great, great director. I think, and yeah, that's surprise. I knew when you recommended, it, I was already on my like, oh, I'll run it. And then when you said like, dude, Belfast strong, I was like, all right, I'll check it out. That, that's my yeah, number one Belfast movie. Belfast is, and I watched that maybe three days ago. I think I, I fucking. Impressed. It's my number. I like that a great that deal. Fourth, third. Yeah, Belfast is so good. Belfast is my four. I no, mean, I'm, no, I'm sorry. It's my three. Having not seen all of the nominated movies, this is the one that I would like to see win. Yes. It, I mean. So I've got two left. I have I got one. One. 
Oh, Jesus, Jackie Dog. Mm-hmm. My number three is Last Night in Soho. And my number two is Last Night in Soho. Did not see it. Oh, I don't want to spoil it then. All right, I'll well, beat around it. Yeah, that's fine. Tomato Meter 76, Audience 90, IMDb is 7.1, Meta 65. Directed by Edgar Wright, written by Edgar Wright and Christy Wilson Carnes. Budget 43 million, made 10.1 US, 22.96 worldwide. Stars Thomas and Mackenzie, Anya Taylor Joy, Matt Smith, and Diana Rigg. Um. I'm surprised you didn't watch this. I I, I have because you're the one that showed me the trailer originally. Like, dude, this movie looks awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a big Edgar Wright guy. I like him. It was a really cool deal. movie. Um, yeah, let me try to like. I can't can't give it justice without spoiling, but I won't spoil it because it's worth I, I not have spoiling. A good gist about so like the story. The girl Thomas McKenzie's present day. She gets accepted to an art school in London. Um, she's raised by her grandma because her mom, her mom committed suicide and her mom had mental illness, but she also, the first scene too, you see that she sees her mom there. So she clearly has some shit going on, but they never really like dive into that too much. She goes to school. She's a misfit. Like she does not fit in. Everyone's rich or like got in for nepotism or whatever. And she has a roommate that's a bitch and she moves out of like the school dorms and she finds a house flat where this woman diana riggs character who was the queen of thorns on game of thrones okay she was a bond girl back way back in the day she brings her in and says you know rents this no boys after 11 blah blah like just old school shit right and when she goes to bed that night she is transported to the 1960s in the same in london like you walk out and it's like sean connery starring in blah 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 like it's this is thomas and mckenzie going into anya taylor joy yep and when they you first time you're in the like the club sort of where she walks in and may i take your coat and they take her coat and you see her for the first time in the mirror that's interesting because they didn't they didn't imply who was the main character so thomas mckenzie is the main character character, i guess essentially taylor joy's in it plenty i mean that's kind of her story plays is like the factor in like the modern like so like she starts seeing things like she's a star like dancer and like girl on like the scene to be like an up-and-comer i don't know if it's like go-go dancing or what i can't remember exactly but she's almost like the club girl which is gonna be a popular singer yeah yeah and matt smith is like the club runner but he's dating her well then he kind of pushes her aside on a taylor joy and like eventually she sees the murder of anya taylor joy by matt smith Tom Mackenzie sees this in an image and she's right. actually on a date herself so she freaks out and like looks crazy and the rest of the movie is her like appearing crazy to her peers in the modern day while she's like no I saw this woman I saw this happen oh, I know okay. like it's almost like a murder mystery there is a twist and it's a fucking good one but I won't obviously spoil it it's worth a watch. It's very cool. I, I, Visually, yeah, I it's pretty stunning. It. It's cool to fly back in the '60s to modern day. Like, it's it's a nice film. I enjoyed it a lot. I watched this one of the earlier one I watched. I think I I remember you I think saying I rented you it for it. three four bucks on YouTube. Yeah. Too much. That's what I usually do. Is I'll rent two or three movies, 
So I rented this Belfast and Licorice Pizza. So I rented, rented three movies for 15 bucks. That's not terrible. And one of them didn't make my list, but that's <laughs> fine. It was still good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought you'd for sure watch this. I didn't watch it. I fucking wanted to. Yeah, it would have made yours, I think. I'm a big Edgar Wright guy for sure. Looking back, not just I'm not gonna spoil anybody. But like I was kind of like, oh, I could see this now. Like there's things to connect. Like it, it's got a nice twist, but you could also connect the you twist if you pick really shit like. up on a second watch. Yeah, I think on know? a second watch you would pick some stuff up. Yeah. So I got one left. You got one. You got one. Yep. Go ahead. I don't think you're gonna have what I have. God, you're not gonna have mine. Um, gonna have mine. Mine is gonna be Don't Look Up. I watched. I, it didn't make my list. I didn't. I liked it, but I also was kind of unimpressed. It was. I I liked it. I liked Boris in it. Um, I didn't care for. I didn't think DiCaprio was like great in Streep, of course, was just playing a. Re- playing trump essentially but a woman like it's kind of it's two on the nose you got any numbers uh, oh yep, how many pages you got yeah 19 um don't look up um imdb is 7.2 meta 49 tomato 55 audience 78 worldwide about seven hundred budget 75 million no domestic so that it is a Netflix shows. original, so. Director Adam McKay, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett. Jonah Hill. Yeah. So, my thing is, is about this movie, is it literally, let's just be real. It is the end of the goddamn world. It's coming up. And this is not, like, it's one of those movies, like, I'm just a fucking Republican. I don't give a shit. But I'm just going to throw it out there. It's like all these, dep- like, in my head, what's that Biden get in that ship and go, like, save the world in 75 years? And get off to the goddamn thing and he gets eaten by a goddamn random ass Do you horse. realize the symbolism of the movie, though? Yeah, I do. Do you realize who that's supposed to be? Yeah, I do. Trump. No, no, no. Streep is supposed to be Trump. Yeah, I know. The, Dude, I that, understand. That's but, supposed to be like test or uh, what's his face? Musk. The rich, yeah, Musk. There's also a little bit of the my pillow guy in him. Oh, I understand. It's like, making fun of that side. They make fun of every side. They do. They yeah, do. They do. But McKay but, is pretty. Liberal. Oh yeah, he's. He, he, but in my head, that's what I see. That's that, fine. That is what I see in my head. It's, I don't see the Biden thing in it, but... But no, I... But in my head, that's what I... I mean, see. to be fair, this movie was probably done and finished before Biden got in office. Yeah, that's, that supports my claim, actually. It's more about... Yeah, I It's mean, about us <laughs> ignoring two things. Climate change and probably the COVID stuff, where it's like just deny, deny, deny. And, and that's the whole point of the guy looking up at the end and going, they're saying don't look up. And he looks up and gets pissed off and goes, oh, my God, holy shit. And everybody, like, freaks yeah. the fuck out at actually seeing the comet, you know? like. There's that, yeah. So, I don't know. That's my choice. 
I just think it's like it's not a happy ending. I thought it's it was too heavy handed. I understand maybe that was part of the joke. Oh, that's the definite. But yeah, I also was kind of like, uh, I felt like Adam McKay was. I'm like, I kind of thought like you're better than this. Like you could have been, you could have said more without being so like ridiculous. Oh yeah. But yeah, that was. I didn't show. hate it. I like. I mean, it's fine. It's on my miss the cut by my top five miss the cut movies. But yeah, so that's mine. All right, I'll do mine. I guess Tom, or do you want to go? Um, I don't think we have the same. We certainly don't. I would imagine. My number one is Coda. It's up for Best Picture. Didn't see it. I wanted to. I watched it on Apple TV. I signed up for a free membership for like a week and then I deleted it. It's an Apple TV movie. It's Tomato Meter 95, Audience 93, IMDb 8.1, Metascore 75. Directed by Sean Heater. Written by Heater, Victoria Bados, and Stan Malberg. There's no budget or domestic listed, but 1.05 worldwide. Stars Amelia Jones, Marley Matlin, Troy Kotzer, and Daniel Durant. This movie... Oh my god, it wrecked it me. Looked, it, wrecked it looked me. like one of those for sure. We Dude, I fucking... Lost the trailer. It. Lost it a couple times. Like... So what it is, is CODA stands for Child of Deaf Adults, or Children of Deaf Adults, C-O-D-A. Yep. There are plenty of them out there in real life. In fact, when I mentioned this movie to my mom, she knew somebody who was a C-O-D-A, which I didn't know. But um, It's about a girl. She's in high school. She helps her family. They run a fishing vessel in Massachusetts off the coast. Her dad's deaf, her mom's deaf, her brother's deaf. She's the youngest. She's very talented. But she's kind the of the only one who can hear. Correct? She's the only one that can hear. She's a little bit of a loser. Not loser, but like. Outcast. A little bit outcast slash teased because of her parents and because she works on a fishing vessel. She shows up to school tired because they go out at like 3, 4 in the morning. Right. She works before school, smells like fish at school. I mean, you know how that would be. Well, one day she has a crush on a guy early in the movie, and he joins. They're at some sort of sign up. It must be the first day of class. I, we always sign up for classes the year before, or right before, like end of the school year before the next school year, basically. Right. Well, she's on the first day, and he's he she overhears him say choir, and she's like, "I want to be in the choir because of him," and she has a best friend who's also in the choir, and she can sing really well. Um, and she meets the music teacher. He's really music teachers and band teachers are very unique. They're very odd, artistic, but almost like frenetic, kind of crazy, kind of mean. Sometimes they're not. I had a band teacher. He was an asshole, but he is the best teacher I ever had in school. Well, we had a music or band teacher that fucking diddled. Oh, <laughs> I mean, ours did not. Six of one, half dozen of the other. But he's the best teacher I ever had. But he's also well, in I some get, ways, yeah. you could almost look at it as abusive in a way. Like he didn't abuse us physically, but it there was <laughs> mental abuse, whiplash. Oh, in a sense, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> oh, of course, I mean it's never that. But bad. It was, but it wasn't. It was. There's some some things that are like, oh yeah, I remember. I that. believe it. Anywho, 
he's very flamboyant and like I don't think he's gay, but he's flamboyant and like just kind of like obsessed. And he's he tells her, "I'm on the board, or I've word, I've you know good pull with the board at Berkeley. I think you could get a music scholarship." Well, her family doesn't agree because they need her for the business because she's their translator. They have to have a someone who can hear on That's, board uh, for signals, coast guard, and yeah. different things. And they're struggling, and they just the family decides to like pull out of their contract with the port in the city and sell the fish themselves instead of using them because they're not they're getting ripped off. And one day, like. She's not there when she's supposed to be, and the brother and the dad are out, and they get pulled they get over by the Coast Guard, and they get arrested, right? and his yeah. license gets revoked for a year. And he's like, "This is my family business, all I have." And she's the translator, and her dream's kind of over because she has to be. She's like, "I have to be there," and they push her. Marley Matlin's in it. She's great. She's the uh, one. Marley Matlin's fucking fantastic. Yeah, she's an Oscar one. She's the youngest Oscar winner of all time. Yeah, the best actors. Which, I mean, she was twenty-one. Getting too later, but what? Who was the guy who just died? Who apparently abused the shit out of her? I don't know about that. Uh, a dude from uh, a deaf actor? No, he, they were. Well, William Hurt in her day. William Hurt. He yeah. died. Yeah, William Hurt. Is... When did William Hurt die? Like a week ago. Oh my god, I don't know that. And I had no idea that he apparently abused the shit they dated out of Marley for a couple years when she was when she was like seventeen. They were in a movie awesome. together. It was yeah, that movie. It was... It was Children of a Lesser God, is what it's called. Yes, she won for that. Yeah, she won. She's and the he announced it. Ever. And apparently, after, I mean, from the article I read on the way home from the Oscar, like he beat the fuck out of her. That's actually weirdly not surprising because him. Whether it be Hoffman, Dreyfus, they were great I, actors. I wonder her was a great actor, and all of a sudden he didn't have work, and it's like, what happened? It's because people realize this <laughs> yeah. guy's a fucking asshole. And James Woods, there's a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, there's like yeah, and I didn't know he died. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I have remember to look that shit up. I don't remember. It was but like a week ago. Anyways, hey, yeah. There's a there's two scenes towards the end of the movie. One where she puts on a concert. They're, they're, they're I, I remember seeing the trailer and she's singing and with duet in the middle of it they finally fade out and it's from their perspective and it's just them looking around for Silent. visual cues and it's like so chilling and then the other one is her audition to go to the college the parents aren't allowed in no one's allowed in the audition besides the like judges right they sneak in there's a lot of comedy in it too actually which was nice they sneak into the top thing in auditorium and in the middle of the song she starts signing to them oh shit i fucking lost yeah, it dude. I, like it looked like one of those movies for sure and at the end she leaves so she goes to college i'm getting emotional right now that's <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie i yeah. hope it wins best picture i don't think it will but if it did, it would be well deserved. Our the son is nominated, I think, or the I father. Think it's up one for, of them. He's up. Yeah, the the father, Troy Kotsur. I saw a interview with him after the movie. I decided to just look stuff up, and he was on CBS this morning. And Dana Jacobs interviewed him with a translator. And it's funny because your worst movie was Tom and Jerry. 
Yeah. He grew up on Tom and Jerry, and he, on the bus to the deaf school when he was a kid, he would reenact Tom and Jerry stuff for them. And I thought that was really cool. That's, like, that's fucking he's wild. great in it because there's a scene too where after the concert, that was the other one that got me a little bit. Is the concert didn't get me, but afterwards, him and his daughter are sitting on the ledge, and he finally tells her, "Like, go do your dream, do what you need." And he, when she sings to him, he feels her vocal cord so he can feel it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Dude, it's gut-wrenching. I, I, but it's also, like, positive. It's not, like, a downer. Right. But it is kind of like, God, put yourself in that position. But there's so many funny parts. Like, there's a scene where she has her... I mean, yeah, just scenario. She has her hearing duet guy with her, the guy she likes. And all of a sudden, she can just hear moaning, and her mom and dad are fucking. (laughs) Oh, God. And then there's another scene where um, they're at the dinner table, and she's listening to music, and her mom signs that's rude. And then the son is looking on Tinder, and she's like, it's in the trailer. Oh, yeah, I saw that. She's like, how is this rude and not Tinder? He's like, because it's something the family can do together, you know? Like, like that's. It's good. Yeah, I love that movie. It was, I knew when I watched, I was like, "This is gonna be my number one. This is so good." Like, so what are you? What is yours? Well, didn't you have one more? I have one more, but you you like this better. You rank this better than Belfast because I didn't see this. I'm, From an emotional level, there, I got more cheered up during this, but I can understand if Belfast wins, I'd be happy too. Okay. They're probably the two best movies I watched. But I had them one and four, or one and three. Okay. So my last movie that's left is my number three movie, Come True. I'm to be a six, my score is 68. Rotten Tomatoes of 85% tomato meter, 59% audience. Couldn't find a budget. Domestic, $62,080. Wow. Worldwide, $70,459. The lowest we've ever had. It was, I so think I had the last one. On that. I know I had Pontypool <laughs> one year, but that was probably at least 100000 100, <laughs> Directed by Anthony Scott Burns. Written by Anthony Scott Burns and Daniel... Weisenberger. What's it called again? Come True. I don't even know this one. It's on our voodoo. We did it on a horror podcast, but it is not a horror movie. It's a suspenseful movie, I would say. It's a girl, 18 years old. She can't sleep. She has horrible nightmares. And for whatever reason, she can't go home. They never explain in any way why she doesn't want to go home. She just waits in the bushes until her mom leaves and then goes and showers and grabs her shit. And then that's all they touch on that. But she's living on coffee, going to high school, I assume. And she signs up for a sleep study. And then shit goes fucking AWOL. This is an IFC 
fucking midnight, whatever they call their shit. Okay. So it low budget. I actually think it's Canadian, if I remember correctly. The girl is fucking fantastic. I mean, it's a big swing. They, I don't even know how to describe it. Well, what I think about this movie is it's crazy, like, when you first see it, it's like 1980s, but it's supposed to be modern day. So you see all this old equipment, and then, like, you're just like, what the fuck? Like, it's supposed to be modern day, but this bitch has been under for a while. There is a lot of that. There, She's going into a sleep study, and they're essentially watching her dream. Okay. But, I mean, it's a study, so there's eight people involved, and everybody is seeing the same image in their dream. And she's, I mean, she's got several issues. She's staying at friends' houses. She does, like I said, they don't explain why she doesn't want to go home. Yeah. But she's also the head of the, not the head of the study, but like the second in command of the study is like stalking her. Okay. And she, God damn it! I don't really know how to explain this fucking movie. I watched it today. I told you that's all I know, remember is that... <laughs> the the reason I like this movie is it's a lot of like the Green Knight shit. Okay. Like when they're in the dream sequence, it's it is visual shit. That's really it's good. visual. It's fucking horrifying, but it's also fascinating like they're walking it's a point of view thing where they're going through and it looks like you're going over a bridge of fingers and there's bodies hanging everywhere like it's just bizarre Mm. and I don't know who this girl was but I think she was fucking fantastic she was great in the movie Julia Sarah Stone. That sounds right. She's in The Killing. Mm -hmm. AMC show. Or Netflix picked it up eventually, but... So she's played somebody named Lyric. I don't know who the fuck that is. But other than that, I don't know anything that's... I mean, it... (laughs) She's born in British Columbia, so she's Canadian also. I think the movie was made in Canada. She's in a movie called Honeybee and a movie called Weirdos. But the guy that's stalking her, I mean, she's starts this uh, sleep schedule, I guess. And then she starts remembering her nightmares and seizuring up and just passing out. Mm-hmm. I, I, fuck. Is there a twist on it? Like, Oh, there's several. Like, it's fun. We watched this for the horror podcast, but... I wouldn't consider this a horror movie. It's a suspense movie. Okay. And a little bit of mystery almost because you don't know what a bunch. Yeah. situation is. Yeah. But that doesn't even factor into it. Like, it's all about. Do you get what answers? Like, why she left? No. 
Not at all. That's see, I love that. That's even more. Uh, that's why I like Lamb. That's why I like there's certain Green Knight where you're like, I don't really know. But I mean that the why of things. They that's make fine. that an important point at the beginning, and it doesn't factor in at all. Like the last, the third act is her sleepwalking out of a hospital, and they cannot wake her up. Yeah. And the, there's these scientists trying to read her dreams. And they can't wake her up, so it's they're the whole third act. They're actively she's sleepwalking down the road for presumably miles, and they got her hooked up to this fucking thing, and they're just watching her dreams. <laughs> That's crazy. It, <laughs> I, and it jumps between her and the dreams. They do jump into point? the dreams. I mean, throughout the movie, they jump into and she's freaking out the entire fucking so time. like is there anything horrific about the dreams that could be horror the that's why i like this movie so much is when they're showing the dreamscape or whatever the fuck it is beautiful but yeah. it's also fucking like bizarre like i i don't even know how to describe it it's let's talk about the green knight wild. Was like, this there was a lot of that but too. This is fucking bizarre. Yes, like, there it has a lot of that aspect to it. It almost like not that I ever felt that way watching Green Knight, but like it's almost like it could make you like cry because it's so beautiful and weird. Like you're just this like, was. I mean, art. it's all and the fact the thing you brought up I didn't even think about until now when you said it, where they're using modern cell phones, but. The entire time they put them into sleep, yeah. it's all, it looks like fucking shit from the 80s. Oh, like, weird. And the twist at the end, like, she's apparently been in a coma for 25 years. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's. But you don't know when the coma started. Exactly. Yeah. Damn, that sounds cool. I yeah, yeah I like that movie all it's great a great deal. But should we wrap this up? Well, I gotta go through the well. What I almost had, my missed the cut was Power of the Dog, which was a good movie. It was a good movie. The ending was pretty cool. Where you're like, oh shit, like okay. Uh, Licorice Pizza, which I explained to you off off mic, but. It's fine. It's not his best movie. I really liked Malignant. I, lo- I it's like Malignant. It's campy. A lot. And at first, because it's James Wan, the first like ten, five, ten minutes, I was like, is this bad? Or is this like purposefully being ridiculous? And I realized when she's like, we have to cut away the cancer. I was like, oh, this is purposeful. Yeah. And then after yeah, that, it was, that was just fun. And then uh, my other ones were Don't Look Up and The French Dispatch, which is Wes Anderson. Wes, it's it's very Wes Anderson-y, but it was kind of boring personally, and it's about it's like a love letter yeah. to like old journalists, and I didn't, Again, I didn't really feel it. Wes Anderson guy. What were your close ones? Mine. Yeah. Not really many. I don't have a list in front of me. I'm surprised Voyeurs didn't make yours. Thought about it. But yeah. Um, 
We watched Kingsman. That was better than I anticipated. That. I figured it wasn't doing well ratings-wise, so I kind it, of was like, yeah. I liked it more than I anticipated. I thought it was going to be I dog I love Ray Fiennes. I do, too. Encanto. The, what was the one? I can't remember that yep, I had the I title. About that. But um, the one that has like Benicio Del Toro and John Ch- Don Cheadle. It was and David Harbour's in it. It looked really interesting. It was uh, from this year. Yep. Uh, let me pull it up quick. Don Cheadle. Sorry to bring this to a standstill. It was. Uh, keep keep talking. I'll find it. Uh, Encanto. That was a good flip. That was. I didn't watch I any of the Disney it. ones. Oh. No Cruella. sudden. No sudden move. A group of criminals are brought together in mysterious circumstances to have to work together to uncover what's really going on in their simple job. So basically, like it's a Soderbergh film. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got John mm-hmm. Hamm, Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro, David Harbour, Brendan Fraser's in it, Julia Fox. Kieran yep. Culkin. It looked mm-hmm. interesting. It's a 6.5 IMDb, but it kind of had a Guy Ritchie feel from the trailer, minus the yeah, British yeah, part yeah, of it. It just yeah. felt kind of that kind of fun gangster thriller. I don't know. I remember. Yeah, I remember that. It looked fun. Don't look up. Ghostbusters. Did you see the new I never saw it. It's worth a watch. I mean, it's, yeah. it's fucking nostalgia. Fucking. The Lost Daughter, I thought about because it's on Netflix. That's the Olivia Coleman one she's nominated for. Did not see that. But Jesse Buckley, Dakota Johnson, Maggie I, Gyllenhaal directed. I'm probably going to get up and go potty soon. You do that. Eternals, uh, fine. Fucking yeah, any of the other Marvel ones, I didn't I didn't actually see any of them. I never saw Black Widow. I never saw Sam Black Shinti. Widow was close. That I think Black Widow, outside of Spider Man, love Florence Pugh. Yo, she was fantastic in that fucking movie. Doesn't she do like a scene where they do like the superhero punch <laughs> and she like hurts her hand or something? Like it's like no, a joke. She was making fun of uh Oh, she's making fun Natasha of Natasha saying, like, why do you whip your hair like this? And it's a superhero pose. Yeah. You're not a Bond fan. No Time to Die was good. Didn't watch Ride My Car. Nope, Drive My Car. I didn't get a chance. Same with Antlers. Uh, I wanted to see Tragedy Macbeth. I never got a chance. Yeah, I wanted Just to see Antlers. Didn't. Yeah, Antlers. I was more excited before I saw the ratings come back on it. Yeah, the the trailer was fucking incredible. Pig didn't see. I did see Pig. It was good. It's it's not way I thought it would be. I thought it was gonna be John Wick, yeah. and it's very slow and very like. Isn't it? Uh, it's yeah. fine it's a good movie it's just I was expecting one thing and got another it's not really a revenge story the way you think it is okay it's good though Cruella you should watch Cruella that's, that's good for I considered it yeah Ryan the Last Dragon that if I was gonna pick an animated movie from this year it would have been that one okay I did like the Justice League Zack yeah, Snyder's like just sling. It was two hours too long, but I thought about Judas and the Black Messiah just to see Kaluuya because he won. 
Yeah. Werewolves uh, Within. It's on our voodoo. It's kind of a... It has... The... God damn it, was this Verizon chick? Oh, I do remember. Now I know what you're talking the about. The big boobs. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't terrible. It was Valtrabe or that was her name. She's got a very Eastern European name. Yeah. I've only ever seen her in another thing. The only thing I ever saw her in besides those commercials is uh, she was in Silicon Valley for like two episodes as like one of their girlfriends. Valena Kelt. Help. Ah, damn it. Marina? It's Eastern European of some kind. Did you ever see Old? No, I considered watching it, but I knew the ratings also on that were pretty pretty rough. Um, So I was kind of like, and it's got like Alex Wolf, which he's in Pig also. The kid from Hereditary, the son. Yep. What's that movie? Werewolves of what? Werewolves Within? Within. Milena Valtrabe. Vaintrub. Sorry. Milana Vaintrub. That's her name. I like her. Um, Didn't see Don't Breathe 2. We saw Candyman. Yeah, I don't want to even talk about that because we'll get into racism again. Yeah, I'll say that better. So. <laughs> Racist. King Richard, I never really consider. Yeah, I just don't have any interest I don't in it. Care about? I, for I don't like picture. biopics. I for best picture, don't... it's not gonna have a chance though. No. Uh, Conjuring Three was good. Was it good? I liked it. Did Juan do that too, or no? Did he do it? Uh, he produced one? it. He did the first two, did and the first then two, okay. The first two or three Insidiouses, gotcha. I think. Lamb yeah. we talked about. Reminiscence with... Uh, uh, God damn it. Wolverine. Logan. Or, uh, Logan. <laughs> um, with Hugh Jackman? Yes. That, was, that wasn't terrible. There was a few Netflix ones, too. There was one with, like... Jake Gyllenhaal was the like, guilty when he yeah. was like, I wanted to see. And there was the Sandra Bullock one too, where she gets out of prison. I think that was just just came out. I think yeah. I thought it said twenty one on on the IMDb. Was it? Yeah, I remember what it's called, but the Finch, or Finch movie, the Tom Hanks Apple movie oh, with the okay. robot. Tomorrow War with. Chris Pratt. That movie yep. was actually pretty good. I like that. Kind of worn out on a Chris Pratt. I feel like a lot of people are. We find the same guy. Uh, Blood Red Sky was a foreign one I wanted to watch on Netflix. Oxygen was another one. Yeah, Oxygen with uh, Melanie near the Vents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a, that I considered that one. Same with Spencer with just because I wanted to see how good her performance actually is. Yeah. My sister said it was good. Not not the movie, but her performance. Maybe it's pretty untrue, I guess. That pretty much covers my... Yeah, it was a... 
it was a good year not top heavy but deep yeah i think it's pretty consistent like a movie like *Malignant*, i enjoyed it a month where I, at first i was like oh, i'll make it a list for sure it's ridiculous but it's fun oh yeah and then it like fun. fell off quick where i was like oh okay watch this i watch this i watch this and i was like oh i don't have room for *Malignant*." <laughs> I'm a big one guy too. I'm, that movie's mm. ridiculous, but it's what's funny is that first scene they show you behind the curtain. You see the body, kind of. Yeah. And I forgot about that until the like end, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And just the fact that the way they made like the backwards walk—it was very Matrix or something. It was very intelligent, like well done. I I liked it a lot, for sure. It was absurd, but it's, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Kind of good, you know. It was, and the whole with like the head bleeding on the pillow every time after it's kind of like, oh well. Now, granted, the science of that is no way your skull could close up like that. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? Like, and it was set up for a sequel, which I don't think it will get. I hope they don't do it. It's fine as it is. Yeah, and I mean, it didn't make any money, so. Yeah. There's no point. That was a fun watch, though. I liked it. See, I kind of predicted partway through, like, maybe she, like, ate her brother in the womb, but then it doesn't really, like, fill anything else in, you know? It's kind of like, well, what is? how do you go from there? And then you're like, <laughs> right. oh, shit, it's actually, like, put into her skull from the back. It's like a parasitic twin. <laughs> and and the way they made it work, and... Yeah, because throughout like in the house, because throughout the movie, you're kind of thinking like, how that like when she's running from the cop, or it's running from the cop, and you know it's her yet. You're kind of like, you can tell it's moving in a weird way. Like there's times where it goes underneath into the like sewer or whatever it is, and it's like it just kind of walks weird, and you're like, what the hell yeah. is going on here? And like, it makes sense once you know. We did that with our horror guy, and yeah. he fucking hated it. I'm like. Did he take it seriously, though? He took it in the sense that a that James first, Wan movie, like a, like a conjuring. conjuring. See, at first yeah. I took it like that, too, and then I realized about 10, 15 yeah, you minutes, and know I was like, this into. is like absurd on <laughs> yeah. purpose. For sure. Well, yeah. That's all I got. 1990 is coming up next for us, going back 31 years. Yeah, I should two. be nuts. A little bit of and Goodfellas, a little bit of Dances with Wolves, Ghost, some of the big ones. Back to the Future 3. Ghost is big. Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Yeah. Um, what was this, 90? Misery. Arachnophobia. <laughs> yeah, all I could think of was the ones that weren't streaming anywhere. Miller's Crossing. Or not Miller's Crossing. Oh, Miller's yeah, Crossing, Miller's Crossing is. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Should be an interesting year. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Major League, but I think it's 89. Major League 2? No, Major League 1. I think it's 89. Damn it, when the hell was Major League 2? Like 93. Nobody had that? That movie sucks. It's got a couple yeah, funny parts, but it's not does. a good movie. I mean, Major League is a list maker, for sure. Oh, Major League 89? I'm making it top three, for sure. <laughs> I would imagine. But, all right. 
Trav, have you said anything in the last 20 minutes? No? I haven't said anything because I said all I need to say. This is a good movie. What movies did you miss missed your cut? Um, not many. Like this was all there. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So I mean nineteen ninety, we're looking at probably late April. Probably. What is Segura? What is that like a Saturday that's not Saturday night, is it? May seventeenth or something. Like a Sunday? What day of the week is that? Friday, I think. Right. Saturday. I'll be sure I'm out early enough. So. But yeah, we'll have uh, Oscar predictions. Yeah, I'll probably just before. send you mine. But That'll work. we'll see how I'm doing. All right. Until next time, folks. Sign off, Dick. Sounds good. Peace out, fucks. Well... Shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more... Booze Booze and and Bullshit. Bullshit.